Hey, again. Hey, hey, how it do? Uh, it, it do. You know what don't do? What don't do? Warcraft 3 Reforged. <laughs> that doesn't do nope, it, that, that harder release. than anything hasn't done before. In a string of possibly. just uh, late, complete, and utter total disasters by Blizzard, Warcraft 3 Reforged was set to be the thing that brought them back. Everybody was like, oh, thank God, you know, Warcraft 3 is coming back. It's going to look better than ever. It's going to... We're going to be able to just play Warcraft 3 again, and it's going to look nice. It's going to operate nicer. And then Blizzard, you know, is coming out, giving details about it, showing, like, all the, look at these cool character models, all these upgrades. You're going to play in 4K. Everybody was hype as fuck, right? Yep. Yeah, so Warcraft, Warcraft 3 Reforged came out last week, and uh, it's almost none of that. There's a lot of fucking problems. And to start with just the looks of it, which are basically nothing like what they were showing beforehand. A lot of people think it looks worse wow, than Blizzard, the original version. Blizzard lied. Wow, yeah. color me shocked. So some of the some of the characters and the maps and campaigns they do they are like remastered, but it's it's not much, man. It doesn't look good. If you you want to look at like side by side comparisons online, go ahead. It is. Not good. On top of that, and what people think is probably the most egregious part of it, Warcraft 3 was a lot more than just, like, the base game. Well, you had the opportunity to create your own shit. Right. So the and creation, also download other people's creations, right. right? The creation community of Warcraft 3 is a super important part of PC gaming history. It's resulted in entire other games that people play. Genres. Like Dota, right? Yeah, Dota was created in Warcraft 3. Right. Um, and then you had the two creators of it split off. One got hired by Valve to make Dota 2, and the other one on his own to make League of Legends. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So... So this all... So two of the biggest games... Ever. Ever happened because of Warcraft 3. Right. But the interesting thing to note here is that that probably ticks off Blizzard a lot. Because they don't get money off of Oh, League. yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't get money off of Dota. Oh, the, oh you know they're still salty from not being able to, to, to have Dota. So you probably know better than me. Um, yes. I believe there's some kind of fine print that Blizzard won't let you, I guess, profit off of things you make using Warcraft 3 so Reforged. So, here's the way it's described in the EULA, in User License Agreement. Okay. Blizzard reserves the right to take complete ownership of anything that's created in the Warcraft 3 Creator. They own it. Everything that you make in the Warcraft 3 Creator, they own. Wow. It's not yours. Cool, man. That's... So something like That's that will never great. happen. So something like that will never happen in that. Well, I guess you could just make it in the old one. <laughs> so on top of that, right? You have to purchase Warcraft 3 Reforged, okay? Yeah. If you don't have it, and you have Warcraft 3, right? Yes. You have to download Warcraft 3 Reforged in order to play online. Huh. And then once you do, you can't play online. Because you don't have Warcraft 3 Reforged. That's really fucking nefarious, honestly. Uh, yeah, so now people... So people can't play old Warcraft 3 
right now. Uh, At all. This this some George Lucas shit. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my re-edited version of my game. It is worse than the original, and now it is the only one you're allowed to have. Yeah. Thanks, you man. You can't go back. It's like Warcraft really 3 Special Edition. There's a there's a weird back channel you could take to access the old Battle.net website and then re-download the original Warcraft 3 and play it that way. So in response to this, of course, Blizzard's in cleanup mode. They instantly started offering instant refunds for people who bought Warcraft 3 Reforged or dissatisfied with it. Like, all right, we're going to come out with some fixes to address some of these issues, but they aren't going to address the main issues. Which is the complete lack of creative ownership of things that people make on their stuff. And the fact that Warcraft 3 original is basically dead now. Sad. It's fucked up, dude. It's really sad. Blizzard is just on a roll, man. They're on a sad, sad roll. I hate to see it. But, like, this is, I guess this is what happens when uh, you join forces with Bobby fucking Kotick. So, there you go. Diablo 4 isn't going to be good. Calling it now. Bye, bitch. Oh, boy. So, where where do we go from here? I, I, I saw that they were, like, offering massive uh, refunds. Yeah, and anybody who bought the game could get a refund from them yeah. right now. Yeah. Where does Blizzard go from here? Is it anywhere good? Or are they just kind of like, you know... I mean, the hope is that Diablo 4 is good. Sure. I feel like they're in this Blizzard stance right now. I'm sorry. They are Blizzard. I meant to say Bethesda. Where, like, yeah, they had a couple things that were, like, fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like, Fallout 4 isn't as good. Skyrim comes out on everything and it's full price. But you could at least go like, well, maybe their next couple games will be good. And then Fallout 76 happened. And it's like the worst thing ever. <laughs> so now they're in this position where like if they had any good faith left, I I don't know where it's going to go to. The only good faith that's left in Blizzard is with Overwatch. Which is the uh, only thing that's which still... Is beginning to dwindle. Yeah. Well, if Overwatch 2 isn't like significantly either different or improved. It's not the thing is that we already know it's not. I know. It's basically just a campaign. Yeah. And in like graphical improvements, but everybody gets those. You don't have to buy Overwatch <sighs> 2 to get the graphical improvements. So right. basically you're just paying for a campaign. And and, and like cuz everybody gets all the multiplayer stuff. You don't even have to buy Overwatch 2. <coughs> I want to make sure everybody's able to play together was their big thing. And that's nice. That's a really noble cause. Uh-huh. And I appreciate that. Right. But at the same time, why do I want to buy this? An Overwatch, a campaign for Overwatch does not sound appealing to me. It also reeks of desperation because, like, they were dealing with that whole fucking Blitzchung China debacle. Yeah, and that has nothing really uh, to do with the Overwatch team. It does with them potentially rushing the game out to regain goodwill, which may have happened with Warcraft 3. I think it definitely happened with Warcraft 3. <sighs> they're definitely, you know, because their announcement of Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 was really hasty. 
in yeah. my opinion. Well, uh, I mean, Jason Schreier himself reported that those were in the works actually for a long time. Yeah. So, like, we knew those were coming. Whether it was intentional or not, this is how you're going to look because you are under heavy scrutiny because you fucked up pretty badly. Really badly. As a company. Yeah. And now you fucked up really badly again. <laughs> so, literally anything you do, people are going to be like, ah, uh, okay, mm-hmm, sure. Wild, the Wild Classic launch was a debacle. That too, yeah. It was like, there was, there was like fucking visions of Diablo 3 all over again. People couldn't get in. <sighs> and I hate Wild Classic as a concept. I'm like pissed that people <laughs> bought it. Uh, I'm actually mad that people paid for that fucking thing. I don't know a whole lot about WoW, but I did get a lot of reports of people going like, man, I wish WoW was like I remember, and then they went back and played it and was like, oh. You know when? Do you know when? it sucks, actually. You know when Classic WoW was fun? Like, immediately when it came out? No, on private servers. Uh, let's see, that's probably the where Where you're, where the person who owned the server can make changes to it. We uh we had a group. There was only a group of like ten of us, and we were on our own wild wild classic server. And we only had we we made it so it stopped at like Wrath of Lich King release, right? That's where the last patch that it used it with. Sure. And it was really fun. You made it so you leveled super fast. You added all that stuff. Made it so you got a shit ton of XP really quick. And then we all just got to go like do dungeons together. It was really fun. Hmm. Going back to that and having to go on that slow fucking grind with people, like, being able to just steal your kills. Yeah, didn't, like, newer mm-hmm. versions let you go to level 100 mm-hmm. by just, like, saying that you did? Well, you had to pay for it. Well, okay, sure. But I'm assuming a lot of things in the more modern WoW kind of help you along towards that. Oh, yeah, you could just pay for... Um, a lot of the new expansions would be like, oh, here's a level 100 boost. Yeah. Since you bought the expansion, you could take a character and make a level 100 right away. Uh-huh. And, like, doing that grind again is just a pain in the ass, man. I bet. And I'm not, I'm, I do not understand. I think people, like, strictly liked it off of nostalgia. I mean, the numbers yeah. for it have, have dipped. Oh, that would make sense. Because people probably got tired of it. Uh-huh. I, I just, oh, man. I don't know. I don't like this new era of Blizzard right now. At all. I mean, I like this new era of video games. I mean, yeah. Th- there's there's good in it. There's definitely good. I didn't say that. Just quick but... little, quick little sidebar, speaking of the good in it. Uh, Sony Santa Monica. Got a word. Yeah. Got a word, Dev Team. Um, do you know the uh, the Twitter account, Sony Legend, that does like those really cool like GIFs in video games where they use video editing to like zoom in and shit? I think so. Yeah, so they've been doing videos. They've been doing GIFs of God of War for a while. And then uh, Corey Barlog caught on to it, and so he made a little video. It was him and one other guy who was doing it, too. And he made a little video uh, recognizing them, saying, hey, you guys are doing really cool work, and I appreciate it. They're like, uh, so we want to give you guys something for doing such cool work. The, he holds up two controllers, the DualShock 4s, right? And they have, like, a special design on them, and on the touchpad it has a God of War symbol that says Dev Team underneath it. Yeah. It's like everybody in the Dev Team got one of these when they made God of War. We're shipping one of these out to each of you. We're DMing you on Twitter. That's pretty neat. That's when video games are cool. There's definitely cool people out there that do cool things. Yeah, Corey Barlock. A lot cool of the big AAA studios, I distrust. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't even trust Sony, <laughs> but I, uh, at least they kind of like, you know. Microsoft's in an interesting position because they're like not the top dog. 
so I think I trust them a little more than maybe even Nintendo sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it depends. That could all change depending on who comes out on top in the next generation. The interesting thing about Nintendo is they're historically hands-off. Yeah. Um, where they just kind of like let their dev teams make their games. And then they'll, they'll just every once in a while provide feedback. And right. Like, Miyamoto will walk in to say something really fucking weird and then just like walk out. <laughs> They're like, okay, buddy. <laughs> and just keep making their game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, video games are cool and suck fucking dick at the same time. That's the moral of this story. Ew, you play video games? <laughs> no, buddy, why would I do that? I can't believe I even fucking talk to you. Jesus Christ. I mean, thank God, I don't want to talk to you Can either. You imagine okay? putting your hands on a controller and hitting buttons. Oh, no, he's doing it right now. You filthy fucking degenerate. Uh. Again, and drop show. That's again. See, you always yell a lot, and then you pass it to me. I'm job. Welcome to the show. Say anything. <laughs> <laughs> hi, I'm Genhart. Yes, hello. Hi, that's my name because whatever. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about the first film that we've watched on this podcast that dealt me real physical harm. I refuse to believe that. We watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning. We watched AVP uh, 2. We watched... Uh, um, I don't know. Those are probably the only things that even come close to how bad this is, actually. No, it wasn't because... I mean, I guess it's technically because of how bad it was. But no, it like actually like gave me problems. Uh, like motion sickness kind of shit. Yep. I I could understand that a bit. Didn't affect me as much, but I I ended up like feeling a little dizzy and getting a headache because of that movie. So it's it like was, the movie actually came out of the screen and, and gave like, you a headache. Yeah, and like punched me in the head. Yeah, fucking piece of shit. We're talking about the two thousand four, uh, let's say masterpiece. Let's not. Catwoman. <laughs> Let's not say that, huh? Uh, because we're at this point in our Batman series watch thingy, whatever Basically you want to call it. Basically, the graph for this thing that we're here has started like really high and then it's just like progressively gone further down. And now we're at the lowest point. I think we're at the lowest point overall. Then it's going to really go up. I really hope we're at the lowest point overall. It's going to go up, 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 and then back down again. That's true. Um, I mean,. I think we're at a point where I've seen most of the ones we're about to watch going forward, and I don't think anything was nearly as bad as Catwoman. I'm just, I'm just going to spoil it for you guys. It's at the bottom of our ranking, LMAO. Uh, who would have guessed that Catwoman, the hit film <laughs> that everyone loves, would have been ranked last? Who would have possibly guessed? Oh, not me. But we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, this is the part of the show where we kill time for a half hour until we just talk about it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and hopefully it's all the time we just don't talk about it, huh? I don't want to. 
I want to do it. I mean, we got to at some point. I want to do it. Yeah, but like we have to though. I want to like, do like, it. I'm holding a gun. And you have to do it. <laughs> so again, for the last couple of days, I've been playing, uh, as I talk about frequently on this show, Apex Legends. Uh, season four came out. That's still going, huh? It's still going. Still going strong, too. Very good game. <laughs> I, I love it very much. No, Gosh. I know. I'm, yeah. I'm not. I'm yes, just yeah, Mr. Dick. Crash Team Racing. Yeah, it's still going. Yeah, see? I want it to not, right, well, but it's still going. Well, the, the, why are you fucking you playing it? Because I gotta get all the stuff. Jesus fucking Christ. That I never use before the month event is over. You probably do the same shit in Apex. I don't. I don't. Okay. I don't at all. I'm actually I, playing it just to enjoy myself. I've changed how I play Crash Team Racing, I'll tell you that. Like, I used to play it, like, every day for a little bit just to do dailies and get progress towards the thing. Uh huh. Now. I don't because I've gotten better at the game and I've learned how to maximize point potential for a day. And they also made it a little easier to grind because, like, before you could get up to a plus 50% bonus towards your rewards, like, amount. Now you get a plus 75% bonus if you put on more stuff, usually stuff that's connected to the event in question. New skins, new carts, new skins for the carts all that nonsense uh and now i really only have to play it once a week but like a lot and that's it's been more fun than it's been in months for crash team racing honestly as a result they have done good things with that game they've done good improvements that's good that's good to hear has that been the case with affections uh yeah actually very much so the new season started, right in the season four now, and they added another new character, as they tend to do. Okay. The I'll go back a little bit. The lead up to revealing this character was kind of fun. So they, except for that game awards part. Well, that had, had nothing to do with okay, it. Okay. That was just that was just them revealing a Christmas event that's long over. So they did this whole thing where they revealed a new character, right? Uh huh. And uh, I forget his name now. He's like this guy with a robotic arm. Seemed pretty cool and everything. And they put up this little video, right? And they did a blog post like, hey, this could be the new character. They didn't say much about what he does or anything. And then they did like a little intro video thing. It's all animated. It's cool looking. Where he's sitting down with a, with a news anchor. And it's like a newscast. And she's interviewing him about... Because the, th- the whole thing about it is like this is an actual game that's happening in the Titanfall universe. It's like a game show? Right. Okay. Basically. It, yeah. And it's called the Apex Games or whatever. And So do people, people actually die? Yeah, but like they have like a system set to like bring them back and shit. Okay. They don't like actually die. I didn't know if it like didn't make sense, like Mortal Kombat or something. Yeah, yeah. The, the idea is that they don't actually die. In Mortal Kombat, they actually die, but then there's like the, the, the tournament. <laughs> so then like, but then all the characters are in all of the games. So, like, they didn't die? Right. So, like, how, though? That's weird. (laughs) It's really... Whatever. And it's not meant... That's not meant to make any sense. Apex isn't either, really. They just kind of come with, like, whatever excuse they can to, like, make it. Like, oh, yeah, this is the lore. And so they had this guy on, and this newscaster is just interviewing him about the Apex games. And he's just talking. He's like, he's a cocky little dickhead. Mm -hmm. He references a a company called Hammond Industries, which uh, is a company that was in Titanfall, which is cool. It makes robotics. Connections. Yeah. I mean, it's just in the Titanfall universe straight up, so yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and then, um, 
lights start flickering. And the newscast lady's like, oh, we're just having some technical difficulties. No big deal. And the guy just keeps talking. And then you see, like, a shadow pop up behind him. Behind the, behind the new guy there. And he just gets stabbed and killed. Oh. During this newscast. Nobody knew this was coming. Oh, okay. And then, like, blood, like, gets splattered all over the newscaster's face, and she screams, and then it cuts. And then we get our, the reveal of our actual new character, who uh, is an assassin guy. Oh. He's quite cool. He's, he's, uh, the whole lore behind him is he's a, he's a, a guy who projected his consciousness into a robot. Okay. Using crazy technology. That's kind of neat. Yeah, and so like so it's another robot character, like uh, what's right, his name? like Pathfinder. Yeah, all right. Yeah, but he's uh very different. Yeah, I would understand that. Uh, his whole thing is like stealth and like being a sneaky boy. He moves really fast while crouched, and like in battle royale games, there's a lot of dependence on sound. When you're crouched, you make a lot less sound. So he's so he can move. He can move like a basic like running speed while he's crouched. Okay. And so basically he's harder to hear if you're doing that. And he could also like climb up walls like really high and shit. Yeah. So he's really mobile and really really fast and quiet. He's his whole thing. He's an assassin. Okay. <laughs> and he's got some new stuff that makes really interesting in the game. He has an ability that it's just straight up a grenade that he has. Uh-huh. And like it, it's, on a ti- it's on a reset timer. And when he throws it, it locks down the abilities of anybody it hits. Huh. It's cool as fuck. Okay. So like... His whole thing is like basically single out a target, seek up to them, throw a grenade to disable their abilities, and kill them. Like an assassin. Yeah. Hey. And he's got a really interesting ultimate ability. He lays down this pillar, and everybody on your team can like interact with it, and it makes it so they can't heal at all. But when they die, they just they re- it only happens once. They return to the pillar with one health. Okay. So basically, you get to cheat death once. Huh. It's on like a timer, but it's really fascinating. So like he can set himself up to lay that thing down, use it, sneak up on somebody, fight them, and if he loses, he's fine. Okay. Really cool. Uh, it's got a really cool aesthetic. He's he's wearing like a red bandana and like like a red cloak. He's got a big red and black aesthetic going on. Uh, the personality of the character is great. He's just like a he's just a dickhead. He calls all he calls all the human characters in the game meatbags. Hey, he's Bender. And like or like, HK forty seven. Yeah, maybe. yeah. <laughs> and like you know, in the game, like you do like ping items. And like, yeah, I'm gonna take that, right? Yeah. You just when you ping for him, he's just like, "That's mine. Don't touch it." And you run over and grab. You run over and grab it. That's cool. He's just like he's a dick. It's great. It's fun. Is the lore that he just takes that other guy's spot in the game? Yeah. Okay. And then, and, and right before that character came out, like the end of the end of season three, we're in season four now. Um, that guy who got killed, they they uh, there's like a central location in the map, and then he just like put his death box there. You die in the game, you have a death box. Oh, okay. So you put that guy's death box there, and you can like loot his dog tags. And if oh, you do that, okay. you get like a special charm for your weapon, which is really neat. Neat. Wait, well, he was not, he was never an actual character, was he? No, never actually okay. came out. It was it was all a fluke for this all assassin right. guy. Dang. Very neat. And they made a bunch of, like, a uh, bunch of little intermittent changes to the game, too. Like, creating, like, sp- like special ammo, like, making snipers have their own ammo, which they were just separated to different classes of weapons before. Now they're right. finally, in, like, in their own, which okay. is really nice, actually. I like that a lot. They added a new sniper rifle that has a bolt-action 
sniper, which we haven't had in the game yet. Okay. Think like think like classic Call of Duty. Sure. Like you could hit somebody hit somebody once in the head if they don't have a lot of shields, they die. Which I'm a snipers on my specialty in that game. Okay. I'm really good at killing people with snipers. So I got my hands on that gun, and I felt fucking unstoppable. So these changes are really beneficial to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the, uh, the game's had a problem for a long time. It's one of the reasons why they went with the new map that they did last season. Okay. That people weren't really engaging long range at all. They would just, just get like range. yeah, they would just get like a shotgun and an SMG, and then they would just like kind of walk down in the, in the close range areas. And so they've been intermittently making the ranged weapons more powerful, so they can, so people actually start using them. All right. And now we've gotten to a point where yeah, people are using them, and long range engagements are finally happening a lot. Just something that they wanted. They wanted like a good mix, you know. So the game continues to get better and improve. Yeah. That's good. It, it keeps getting in a better... There hasn't been... I don't think there's been a single time since this game's been out that it got worse. Like, there was that there was that sketchy shit with the microtransactions, but that, yeah, didn't, but that had nothing to do with the actual gameplay. Yeah. The game itself... So far, the only, only bad things have not been gameplay-related. It was been that... Yeah. And then the fucking Game Awards thing that was super cringy. Right. Uh, which they do need to attract more people to play the game. I'm sure the player base is, like, you know... Small but dedicated. Yeah, they said point. they have they have enough to keep going. Okay. Basically, but yeah, they they are still trying to get more players like consistently. The the big problem that they have uh, a lot of a lot of games like this have is retention. Mm-hmm. Well, they'll come out with something new and big and like a new season or whatever, and people will come when that first comes out and then they'll disappear after a little bit and not come back. Okay. Until the next thing comes out. Right. And they do not have the manpower to keep up with Fortnite. Nobody does. And by manpower, I mean exploitation that Epic Games has. <laughs> right, right, right. Because they're just basically in perpetual crunch and response like, if you don't work more than 40 hours, please, we want you to be healthy. Yeah. That's good. I'm glad that they do that because not a lot of companies do. Mm-hmm. Those companies, like, just keep, keep on crunching them. <laughs> uh, speaking of respawn... Uh, so they're making a VR game. Uh, Apex related or no? No, it might be Titanfall related. Okay. And I'm very excited. But it might be its own thing. Oh, so it might be its own IP. I'm not sure yet. Okay. By the way, we there we know that they have they're developing a VR game right now. All right. And then I imagine their single player team is working on Jedi Fallen Order too. Or, well, will that game get DLC, or is it just going to straight up get a sequel, you think? We haven't heard anything. I doubt it. Respawn typically doesn't make that kind of DLC. Sure. They like to release their games as complete packages and then move on. So without spoiling what happens in the game, you have beat it, right? I have. Would it lend itself well to a sequel, or would it have to be, like, its own, like, thing? Yeah, it, could, it could have a sequel. Okay. I'm not sure exactly where they go. Right. That that's That'll be fascinating, but yeah, it can have a sequel. Okay. <laughs> and I'd be fine with that, if, especially if they could improve on the systems that they started with this. Maybe make the combat a little more fluid, a little less one-dimensional. Sure. I'll be very happy with that, because it's a very good game. And then I'm hyped for that, man. Respawn's still on a roll. That's a, that's a good game dev, unlike Blizzard right now, like we talked about at the beginning of the episode. Blizzard can go fuck itself. I'm done playing their games. I'll play every Respawn game, though. Okay. What have you been doing lately, Genhart? Um, 
not a whole lot different. Still watching Clone Wars, still playing. Haha, ha, Crash Team Racing, haha. Ha. Uh, but also Batman, Arkham Knight. Uh, I'm playing that really slowly. I kind of just grinded myself out on Arkham. Yeah, I figured City. you would get burnout. Yeah. When I'm done with that, I think I'm gonna play fucking Red Dead because it's been yeah. on my mind lately. Because fucking uh, Dan Hauser is quitting Rockstar. Yeah, which is wild news. Which is insane. And like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like some people don't really realize how insane that that is going to be. Hasn't he been like their project lead since like GTA Three? I believe so. Yeah. He was at least the head writer for GTA 3, Vice City, San Andreas, 4, 5, uh, both of the PSP titles in Grand Theft Auto, but also, like, both Red Dead games, Max Payne 3, Bully. It's a lot of games. A lot of good games. And here's the thing. as In the past decade, the two games, that or three games this guy made with them... Have all been amazing. Have all been great. Yeah. But there's only been three. Or if you go one decade before that, there's been a lot. And that's because we saw a shift in Rockstar where they... Well, for one reason, they, they make bigger things yeah, than Yeah, much used to. bigger things. They were definitely rushing out those GTA games early on. But I think another thing is they're trying to shift... Or at least someone in the company, maybe more like Take Two instead of Rockstar, is trying to shift towards online experiences. GTA Online and Red Dead Online, more than single player narrative open world games. And I think that's what he wants to write and make. Well, he's damn good at it. Yeah, so I, <laughs> him leaving doesn't surprise me if the next Rockstar game is not narrative driven that'll be so but sad. if it's not yeah that kind of sucks and makes me disappointed and not excited for whatever they're making next assumedly gonna be a gta game you're probably gta 6 it's, it's it's you know it's gotta be coming i think you need a narrative probably about two years from and now I, I i mean warts and all i don't think it'll be the same without him writing it absolutely not uh, i say warts and all because like yeah there's the <laughs> The talk radio and the weird degenerates of <laughs> the GTA universe that uh, same in same in Red Dead man. There's some yeah, weird I'm shit sure. happens in that game. Um, and some of it's great and hilarious, and some of it has probably not aged well. But you know what are you gonna do? I don't think it'll be the same without that. Posting cringe, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, enough about that. I was wondering. Uh, I won't make this uh, a big long thing. Okay. Uh, but last year, uh, your brother came on the show. Yes. And we went through movies that were coming out in, uh, then 2019. Right. Uh, I'd like to take a brief look. I'm looking at a Rotten Tomatoes article. Okay. I'm not looking at Wikipedia and going through the whole fucking list of every single movie that's coming out in this year. Uh, but I just want to take a brief look at some things that are coming out. And maybe see what we're excited about and what we're not excited about as far as movies go. Because I guess that is what we mainly talk about on here because we have the whole watching franchises thing that's like our gimmick. Uh, but hey, whatever. So it's February, so some stuff has already came out. Uh, the Grudge came out. There was a new Grudge. Apparently it bad. Bad Boys 3 came out. 
it's apparently good. Justin, you've watched the Bad Boys movies. I have not. Yeah. Should we throw that on the wheel at some point? I'm, I'm sure we can. The thing about Bad Boys, okay? Uh-huh. I mean, I, I meme a lot about how great Bad Boys 2 is. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it in a long time. I guarantee you it's aged like like, uh, like a fine dick cheese. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. And it probably won't be as good. But I'm down to do it. They're fun movies, at least. They're entertaining. <sighs> this got a certified fresh rating. And the other two do not. I think that's worth noting. Yeah. Well, apparently, um, people really like Bad Boys 3. So. Yeah. But people are saying it's the best one. <laughs> Doolittle came out last month. Oh, God. Um, I heard that was a riot. And not in a good way. Uh, the new Shinkai movie came out, Weathering With You. I believe you saw that, or did you? I did not. Okay. That was your brother and everybody else. Uh, I heard it was. Pretty good. You expect that guy to make good stuff. Uh, the Gentleman. I, heard uh, about that I haven't well. heard a whole lot about it, but it's a Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah. So it could be good. You know, I mean, a, a Guy Ritchie movie in the sense that it's like the classic Guy Ritchie movie with like a million characters and it's gangster shit. Uh, that's the kind of Guy Ritchie movie I do like. Uh, Snatch is great. Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels is great. Uh-huh. Uh, the real rock and roll even. I I don't know about this movie. I'm not even going to talk about it. The fuck? I I keep seeing stuff about this Gretel and Hansel movie, and I don't know what to think about it. Some weird (laughs) horror movie. Probably gonna be shit. Uh, Maybe it's like a more of a darker take on that shit. So here's here's one thing I did want to talk to you about. Um, On the seventh. Which I believe is this weekend. The 7th? Uh, it is in, like, literally two days. Uh, Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, which yeah. is the entire title of that Jesus. movie, which is kind of insane. It's coming out. It's got a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Um, none of those reviews are necessarily, like, 4 out of 4s or 5 out of 5s, but it makes me think this movie is maybe going to be better than it initially looked. Maybe my prediction... I was sort of predicting, as soon as I learned it was rated R, I was like, hey, maybe uh, maybe they're not showing a lot in these trailers. And that's kind of why it doesn't look as good. Because uh-huh. they can't show a lot of it, because it's rated R. Uh, like, think about the Joker trailers and how like little of the movie they actually show. So, I don't know. I, I wanted to get your opinion on what we should do for that. Because that's yeah. part of the Batman series. Yeah. Do we wait till we're done with all the other ones, or is that like what we're fucking talking about next week? Well, I mean, I'm I'm glad, I'm, I'm okay with hashing this out during the podcast. We uh, <laughs> you can cut it out if you want. I just no, wanted no, no, to know no. what we're I'm doing since we're that's on fine. it. It's good to let the people know what's going on. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, sure. So let's think about this logistically, okay? Mm-hmm. So that would be the last movie that we would watch. So I think, uh, you know. So after this week, we have the three Nolan movies, right? We have. I'll look at the list of stuff that we have left. BVS, Suicide Squad. Well, and we then have that. nine weeks of shit it, after this week. So if would, we don't watch Birds of Prey 
for next week's episode, we would be waiting nine weeks to talk about it, which is probably about two months and some change that, from now. We might be hitting the weird point where that's not available anywhere. So I was going to float the notion if we move that up or not. Yeah, maybe we should, huh? Go Just go to $5 movie night or something. I mean, our I would local be, theater is five dollar. I would be down for it because apparently it's not garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was totally willing, depending on how it looked, like it was doing, critically or audience score wise, uh, to wait to see it if it was like really bad, <laughs> or go see it now if it was good. Um, I'm fine with whatever. As yeah, long as we watch it, because it I, is part of it. I'm worried about... The only reason I, I think we should do it next week... Will it is, still be in theaters? Right. Will it yeah. be in theaters? And it would be in theaters were available digital at all in nine weeks. I doubt it. No, it wouldn't be available on digital yet. Yeah, and I doubt it does good enough to stay in theaters that long. Uh, that's over two months. I think it'll do well. It's like one of the only movies coming out in February that's like a huge deal. Yeah, but it would have to remain in theaters... To put it in perspective for you, that'll be the first week of March. Right. No, it would be later than that. The we're second in week of March. Now. We're in the first week of February. That'll be the second week of March. It's nine weeks from now. Yeah. That's like... Two first, months in a week. That's like... March is next month. What are you talking about? It's like April, I meant. Yeah. I meant April. Okay. Yeah, so it'll be the second week into April. And I, I think that would be in that weird middle period where it's out of theaters and not available anywhere yet. Yeah, I think we'll just talk about it next week. If let's we just, go let's see just it. talk about it. Let's go see it. Let's talk about it next week so we get that out of the way. All right. Because so I, I don't So it'll be a little weird that we're it. doing this out of order, but we'll keep track of it. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. We know where we're at in the world today. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, maybe it'll be a good change of pace after watching whatever, whatever this was. But anyway, let's go over some other crap that's coming out. Do-do-do-do-do. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Nope. <laughs> what do you do? You think this movie will just still be bad? They changed how Sonic looks. I, I don't know if that fixes the movie. You all right there? Sorry, I, I I saw a notification for something I was looking at. Okay. No. Genhart next. <laughs> But what if it's good? No. Genhart, next. You you refuse to believe in Sonic the Hedgehog. You, you're right, it's going to be bad. Anyway, uh, have you heard about the Fantasy Island movie that's coming out? Excuse me? Yeah. So, no. if you're not... Do you remember what, fan, what Fantasy Island even is? Yes. Okay, so it's that weird old 60s show. Mm-hmm. People, problems, go to Fantasy Island... Get the problem solved, right? Kind of, kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, now this is an adaptation of it that is a horror film. For some reason, uh, so you're from telling Blumhouse. Me oh, okay. So it's gonna be <laughs> shit, is what you're telling me. <laughs> Not necessarily, but it depends. I don't know why you make a horror movie out of Fantasy Island, though. Uh, then you got Call of the Wild with the CGI dog and the real Harrison Ford, but, like, one of them probably does better acting. <laughs> I'm just guessing. I don't know if Harrison Ford wants to be there is all I'm saying. I mean, at this point, I guess he would have to be, right? I mean, he would have. At this point, 
It's not like he needs to make a buck anymore. No, you you might be right. I love Harrison Ford, but like you know, he, if I was him, I would maybe just do this for money if I needed it, I which I don't think he should. No, he probably doesn't need. The, he just got more Star Wars royalties. Do you think That's he needs true. the fucking money? Yeah, JJ somehow got him to be in the worst fucking one of the that new trilogy. He probably did, didn't. Probably made sure he didn't have to actually talk to any of them. Just put him in a fucking soundstage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Harrison. He might have had to talk to uh, fucking uh, Adam Driver, and that's it. That was the only person. Uh, I so bet anyway, he'd get along with Adam um, Driver. I, I'm I'm kind of on board for CGI dog. I'm uh, always on board for CGI dog. It looks well, cute here, as fuck. Let me tell you why. Because I feel like a big criticism of this movie will be dog's not a real dog. Dog is CGI dog. But that dog's supposed to be, like, different anyway. Well, okay. If they made this movie... 30 years ago. With real dog, it'd be shit. With real dog? It'd be shit. Uh, no. Regardless of quality of movie, not worth it. Because you don't want to Milo and Otis this shit up. Right. You don't want to just, like, go, you know, not to get too dark, but, hey, there was more than one Milo and Otis for Milo and Otis, okay? Uh, because, you know... You know how at the end of movies it says no animals were harmed in this motion picture? Mm-hmm. Didn't necessarily have to use to put that. Yeah. Didn't no. necessarily have to put that. No, you did that. not. So, um, maybe it's better if you want dog movie to exist to just have CGI dog. You're not endangering a dog. Right. As, you know, dogs can't consent to be stuntmen. They're too stupid to do that. Right. So maybe this is a happy uh, compromise. <laughs> a CGI dog, you can make just as stupid. <laughs> you could, yeah. Without real dog. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in. It's also in February, uh, The Invisible Man. Which uh, it's fascinating. Actually. I'm I'm interested in this movie based on the trailer. If you've yeah, seen it, it's fascinating. Uh, Elizabeth yeah. Moss, mm-hmm. um, who I like a lot. She good. She good. I I don't know if it'll be good or bad, but I I'm definitely more into it knowing that it's not attached to the uh, dark universe. If you remember that shit, uh, that was Universal trying to make a franchise out of their Universal monsters, a Marvel cinematic esque connected universe that they tried to begin with the Tom Cruise mummy movie uh, and that didn't pan out because that movie was a big pile of fucking shit <laughs> yeah, so was, uh, yeah they had all these plans uh, Johnny Depp was going to be the invisible man and now he's not uh, but we'll see how it is I think they're still making a fucking Bride of Frankenstein movie and like I love the original Bride of Frankenstein, so they got a lot to live up to with that. They've never tried to redo Bride of Frankenstein, so yeah. I'm curious what they would do. Countless Frankenstein remakes, but who knows? Uh, go to March. We got Onward, one of two Pixar movies that are coming out this year. I am less excited for Onward than I am Soul. Yeah, for sure. Onward looks less good, but it's got some trolls, but they live in like a weird, like. I don't know, like, it's fantasy, but, like, it's also, like, you know, Final Fantasy 15 tier, where they have all the amenities of normal life, but, like, <laughs> they're also, like, living in a fantasy world with swords and mystical creatures. Yeah, that, that, that's a really good uh, interpretation. <laughs> that is very Final mm. Fantasy. Have you heard about Bloodshot? No, what the fuck is that? Uh, Bloodshot is a valiant comics character, and this is a 
attempt to spearhead a Valiant Comics cinematic universe with oh. Bloodshot starring one Vin Diesel as the title character. Um, Didn't they try this once? Uh, I don't know. Probably. Well, I don't, it's not the exact same cares? thing. But like, oh man, we're going like, to spearhead a universe with, with Vin Diesel. Yeah. I Riddick? Like, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. They, they, I, to moderate success. There's another Riddick coming out. But I think only because Vin there's Diesel... There's another is, Riddick coming yes, out? Yes, there is. Oh my god. I think at this point, only because Vin Diesel is just like <laughs> willing it into existence. There's only been three, right? Yes. I mean, the video games are like honestly... One of like, them has been good. Yeah, the video game. No, the... What the <laughs> The first one's good. Pitch Black? Pitch Black's yeah, good. Yeah, I've heard Pitch Black's good. I like Pitch Black. I have all three movies. Pitch Black's good. The other it's, two, it's not It's Pitch so much. Black, The Chronicles of Riddick, and then just Riddick. Right. Right? Right. Okay. So what's the fourth one going to be called? Riddick? More like ridiculous. You know what I mean? That was what I was trying to... Yeah. I shortened... It, whatever. The joke didn't win. Quiet Place Part 2! <laughs> Uh, a movie that I still cannot comprehend why it exists. Yeah, me either. I loved Quiet Place. Me too. One actually, mm-hmm. good um, movie. Really cool experience in a theater. You think I watched Definitely it at home? Definitely see that in a theater though. I watched it at um, home. I, I still liked it a lot. I mean, I don't understand why. The watching cool it in the part about watching experience. it in a theater is that I've never been in a theater that quiet, and you could hear every single fucking person in that theater crunching popcorn. And it's never been so distracting as it was when watching that movie because there's it's so quiet. Yeah, it's not like bombastic and ridiculous. But it makes the tension like even like the tension works way better in a theater for that movie. Um, I think we're just fine for me at home. I watched it by myself. At I, home. It's good enough that you don't need it. But like that was a cool like I'll probably still go see this just to like have that experience again, even if it's worse. Mm-hmm. Which I think it will be because it's like one of those things where like why are you making a sequel? Uh, not to spoil too much about the ending, but I felt like the ending was perfect, and it's a stop point. Yeah. Like, I don't want to know what happens after that shit. Yeah, There's stuff that could happen after that shit. Don't care. We're don't want to know. We're I seeing just what that wonder. stuff is. And, like, and now we're seeing what that stuff is. It's and not that interesting. Possibly stuff that, like, it's going to be part sequel, part prequel, and that doesn't interest me as much. I like to just plopping into the world. Uh, but it's still directed by John Krasinski. It's still starring Emma Blunt, Emily Blunt. So, you know, and they're adding uh, Cillian Murphy. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, Mulan remake. Disney keeps on doing their bullshit. This one looks better I have this than meme. Aladdin and Lion King, but I'm still probably not that interested. I have this meme where I've accused my brother of uh, continu- making these movies continue to exist from Disney because he went and saw Aladdin in the theater. <laughs> like it's his fault yeah. specifically. Yeah. Like millions and millions of people saw it, but it's your brother's fault. But specifically, but yeah. But like Granddad Disney saw that. Granddad Disney. But it's like it's like your granddad that was a Nazi, though. You know what I mean? That, oh no! <laughs> that pop 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 no! <laughs> he saw that. He saw all man, but that Joff kid. He saw. He, he saw Aladdin. We gotta make Mulan now. It's his favorite one. <sighs> and they're gonna fuck it up just to make him sad. They're, none of these have been good. Jungle Book was okay. Mulan has the most potential to be good because they can actually approach it a different way. They, they can make it more Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon than musical but live action and we keep the same script. Right, which, which I think they're all... doing. I have seen no suggestion that this is a musical. Still, there's still music sections. Is there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They they did a little like preview thing where they they ta- they did like be a man. 
So like, uh, well, then it's probably just gonna be the same thing and be shit. Uh huh. And it continues, and it will continue because it's making the money. People are going to see these fucking things. Like, yeah, it's, then they'll go see it. And they're like, ah, oh, it's okay. Not as good as the original. Why are you doing this to yourself? Stop. Yep. Please stop. So God. here's a weird one. The New Mutants is finally coming out. My God. On April third. So. Are we, are we, the, what side of the fence are you on? Are you on the side of the fence that, like, okay, this went through development hell and it's going to be a shit show? Or are you interested now maybe it's at the time to fully develop into something uh, interesting? Knowing what I know about it, I'm actually more excited now. Um, because, so, what allegedly happened at Fox was uh, the director, Josh Boone, uh, yeah. was told by Fox that we need to do reshoots to make this possibly more attached to the other X-Men films and possibly uh, I can't remember if it was be more scary and by more scary I assume they meant just throw in more horror stinger bullshit yeah so um, he didn't say so at the time but I was getting the sense that the movie was getting to not quite be his original vision Mm. these happened after his submitted final movie was like done and they said now nah, we need to punch it up a bit with a couple things those reshoots may never have taken place because Disney bought Fox and they kept delaying the reshoots because it was inevitable that uh, Fox wasn't even going to be able to release this movie and profit off it that much anyway so they kind of just decided not to and then just shove it at Disney in that event Kevin Feige has said, all right, we're just going to release his original version. Oh, sweet. Okay. So, at the very least, this will at least be what the fucking director intended, and I'm all for that. And if it ends up being a surprise hit, I don't know, maybe it's just your way to uh, introduce the MCU to mutants. Fuck it. Why not? It works. It's the new mutants. It's possible. Yeah, uh, I heard they removed like uh, some shit. Like uh, there was like a post credit scene that might not be in there anymore, where they were gonna set up John Hamm oh, as okay. Mister Sinister. Yeah, and that you know, but there's no X Men universe anymore, so there's no reason to set this shit up. Uh, I think they cut away uh, just a couple references to Fox X Men, so it has a chance. It has a chance. I'm not. I'm not full full on board with it yet because it's still a movie that. Probably should have came out in like 2018. <laughs> if the X Men, we are. The X Men do happen again, which you got to figure at some point because they need to keep coming up with new stuff for the MCU. It will. I just want one thing. Mm-hmm. I want James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender back. It would be nice. Those are the two best parts of the new X Men movies. Yeah, I would love to just have them back. They're great. They were fantastic. Yeah, honestly, they were playing such young versions of those characters that you could just age them up a bit, and it's fine. Think about it. By the time, by the time that shit probably happens, they'll be. I think they might be just about aged up enough. Yeah, that it'll work. They won't be Patrick Stewart, Ian McKellen. They don't have to be. But they don't have to be. No, not at all. Who cares? Yeah, they don't have to be old. They could be. They could be middle aged. Like right. they're gonna be by the time that shit pro- comes out in probably like six, seven years. You know. All right. Next up. The 25th James Bond movie, No Time to Die. Will this be lit or shit? I hope it's lit. I hope so bad. Kerry Fukunaga directing this. I mean... The It Man. If we've had any kind of indication, every other... The True Detective Man. Sorry, not the It Man. He was supposed to do It. Didn't do It. 
I love True Detective season one. Yeah. If this is even close, be good movie. It'll be probably the best James Bond movie of the Daniel Craig era. There's a chance it's not though. Well, yeah. Like remember Sam Mendes who just made the immaculate 1917 also made Spectre. So it's really hard to say. Right. With James, James Bond's like almost a coin flip to me sometimes. It, it's literally been 50-50 so far yeah. with with these with Daniel Craig at with least. Daniel Craig's movies, yeah. Yeah. Kind of has been like almost the whole franchise, man. It's kind of been like this. Yeah. So it's it you if it goes keeps going in order, this will be a good one. Yes. So Yes. <laughs> Because it was, it's been good, bad, good, bad. The odd ones have so been good. Be yeah, good. odd ones have been good. But then that means there's more good than bad. So maybe this one will just be a half. That would suck. Yeah, that'd be sad. <laughs> I want, I want the Daniel Craig era of Bond to go out with a bang. I hope it's good. It's supposed to <coughs> transfer Rangel. it to a female Bond in this movie. Oh, that's cool. As well, uh, at least that was oh, talked about. I'm in early. We'll see. Get a, get a Jane Bond. Yes. I'm in. Let's go. Be cool with it. Let's go. I'm in. I'm, I'm, I'm down. I'm going to skip a couple things here. Yeah, skip, skip that really dumb shit. Oh, yeah, dude. There's a lot. I'm sure there is. This is a list of the most anticipated, and I still don't care about, like, most of them. So we got Black Widow. I also actually don't even care about this. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'll watch every MCU movie. Call me a shill if you will. I kind of am for the MCU. It's kind of like at this at this point, it's kind of like a ritual with with my father to go with him to these movies. Even though I am sincerely falling out of interest with the MCU, starting <sighs> starting with the second part of Infinity War Endgame, I have slowly like since that has come out, I've just kind of been slowly losing interest. I'm I'm game for more. I just want them to stand on their own a little more and it needs have to be some unique elements needs to be fresh and i don't think this is the one to have it because it's a weird like takes place before infinity war and endgame and like you know yeah spoiler black widow's actually dead so like how we were going back in time so that she's still alive we know we know what they're doing right they're, no they're, they're setting up so her sister will just be in I guess, but, thing. like, I don't know how much I care about that. I mean, there's not much to care about there. And like, my... This is kind of like when they released Ant-Man and the Wasp after Infinity War, and it was like, well, why do I care about this right now? Right. Um, but in a different way. Like, I want to see what's new. I don't want to go back to what's old. They can't keep doing movies that took place before, like, the current day. Right. The good thing about, like, like for example, Far From Home was a really good compliment to the end. Of... Well, it was. It took place after, though, yeah, so it yeah. dealt with the fallout of it. And that's way more interesting. Right. Way more interesting. What else we got, buddy? Hit me up with a bad movie. We got Legally Blonde 3. <laughs> what? Wait, wait, seriously? What the fuck? Yeah, no, actually, though. What the fuck? Why? I don't know why. I forgot there was How long two. has it been since Legally Blonde 2? Like, over I, 10 years? 15. 15 years. Jesus Christ. Uh, why? Why are you doing this? Bro, I don't... I don't know. Please stop. I kind of, I kind of agree. Scoob. I don't know if I'm like interested in this movie or not. I saw the one trailer. I was like, yeah. That's potential. Scooby Doo kind of sucks, but I kind of like it anyway. That's like my take on Scooby Doo. It's, it's fun in that like dumb cheesy way. I'm cool oh, with yeah. that. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's impossible to make one that's like crowd pleasing, because 
Scooby-Doo at its core has to be tropey to work. Yeah. But then that also is its downfall. Right. And it, it keeps it from ever evolving. What tends to be actually make good Scooby-Doo content is stuff that heavily embraces the trope. Yeah. And, like, it's just ridiculous. One of the only things I think that is actually quite fantastic they've ever done was Zombie Island. Yeah. Which takes the, hey, they're just guys in masks trope to, like, no, nah, it's just fucking actual zombies. Fuck. And that worked really well because it, it was atypical yeah. at the time. Uh, this is is going. The thing that makes me want to hate it is they're going this route where they're making a Hanna Barbera characters film universe, and this is going to introduce Blue Falcon and Captain Caveman and Dick Dastardly and all this other shit. I gotta like in Scooby Doo, which what, like what I think you should think... just do one before you try to do a million. Right. This is the problem that all these. All these studios, in in the wake of what happened with the MCU, all these studios are going to try to do this, and not a single one of them is going to fucking land because they weren't as careful. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, they're just not real, I guess, I don't know, it's so painfully obvious. I don't know how a lot of these people just don't realize that you need to take your time and, like, be very careful, very precise. We just talked about the fucking universal dark universe. (laughs) Right, and how that was just, like, that was not carefully laid out at all. They just, like, threw a movie out there. They go, let's start this universe. Let's go. Like Marvel making that work was kind of, like, not quite a fluke, but, like, maybe a happy accident. Like, I don't know. It usually doesn't work like that. Usually well, you get more scattershot universes like the Tim Burton Batman universe. Well, I think it worked out in their favor just because of how slow and methodical it was. Yeah, you don't start out with, like... The Batman v Superman esque movie that like, introduces too many concepts yeah, like, at once. Like you gotta Iron start Man, out with Iron Man. The Iron Man Incredible Hulk happens. We learn about the Avengers Initiative existing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in, at all in this one movie. They should just make a Scooby Doo movie before they try to make a. Oh, there's all these other Hanna Barbera shit right. too, and then it's gonna cross over. Like, I don't know. What like, are they gonna try to do? Like a wacky races movie for their Avengers? I don't yeah. know. Who? And also another thing. In this day and age, who actually cares about all these characters in a modern context? It depends. I care about the Scooby Doo characters. Yeah, yeah. But the yeah, most, I don't know how you make fucking, out of literally all of them. Those are the most culturally culturally relevant ones. Still, I, I we're on we're at the point where they were like made fun of in Adult Swim shows, right? And that was even fifteen years ago at this point. Yeah. It is, so how do you make them work now? How do you reboot know. Blue Falcon to be serious? They were making fun of him in Dexter's lab, for fuck's sake. And that was forever ago. Right. I don't know. I don't think that you can. You have to get ridiculous. Nope. <laughs> you have to get ridiculous with it. Speaking of getting ridiculous, F9, Fast and Furious 9. I want to hit the F9 button on my keyboard, but I don't know what it'll do in my recording Don't do software. it. Don't <laughs> fuck this up. So I got to watch all these movies at some point, and I feel like the best way to do that is probably just on this show. Put it on the wheel. I'm petitioning to put it on the wheel to replace Batman. It's a long franchise, but I want to watch all of them. I've only ever seen the first one, and it's kind of just like... Bad? Eh. Yeah. It's not bad, but it's definitely nothing where I... I want this to be fucking Car Guys anime. 
Which is what I think it becomes eventually. You have to get, like, <laughs> basically five movies in to get that. Right, that's the problem, but yeah. now we're at F9, and I, I think foreseeably this is going to be, like, a two-parter movie kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, don't be surprised if they all die at the end, and then they come back in 10. I don't know. They can just do that if they want to. You go to Why space not? in 10. I, they fucking better by the <laughs> end of this. They'd be so lit. So there's a SpongeBob movie that uh, has fucking, you know... Your boy Keanu Reeves in it for probably just a minute, and that's the only reason to even probably see it. Dude, that shit is so funny. But it is funny. That shit's so fucking funny. <laughs> he just superimposed his face. It's so good. This Artemis Fowl movie, I think, got delayed an entire year, and then it's coming out. So that probably means it's great, right? I'm so glad they're still trying to like do the Harry Potter thing and adapt these children's books that nobody cares about anymore. Just, just don't. It only worked for Harry Potter and, and Hunger Games and Twilight. No, wait, okay, this is why they keep doing it. Never mind. <laughs> I answered my own question. I named three incredibly popular franchises. The people who like that shit are now, like, pushing 30 and don't care anymore. Well, it's been too yeah, long. It's, it's hard. It's, it's been hard too to long. Do. It's been too long now. Wonder Woman 1984, which is a movie I'm cautiously optimistic about because I really liked... Um, well, I don't know. I didn't really like Wonder Woman, but it was a step in the right direction for a DC that had lost its way so fucking badly at the time. So fucking early. Um, and then they had some movies that I thought were better, like Aquaman and Shazam and Joker even, uh, although that's kind of its own thing. So possibly with even more creative freedom for Patty Jenkins, Wonder Woman 2, also known as Wonder Woman 84 yeah. <laughs> is going to be good, but I do have some asterisks. Like, I, I don't know how Kristen Wiig's going to be in it. I don't know why Chris Pine's in it at all, seeing as how he died in the first one. Uh, does that mean he's going to have to re-die again? Because she's, like, mourning him in fucking the first Wonder Woman, which takes place a little bit before Justice League. Yeah. And, well, the, the part there's parts of it that do. There, there's some trickery shit going on with that. You know it is. <laughs> You know what it is. Uh, well, yeah, it could be uh, the other villain, which is fucking Pedro Pascal, who's playing Maxwell Lord, which uh, I want that to be good so bad. Yeah, I care cool. about that villain way more than fucking Cheetah. Yeah, I'll geez. tell you that. Maxwell Lord's the shit. Uh, there's a Candyman remake coming out. <laughs> Next. Produced by Jordan Peele, though. Oh. So, who knows? If he was directing it, I'd probably be way more into it. Producing it, I don't really care much. Next. <sighs> We'll see. I don't know. Candyman's a weird one. I don't even like it. Uh, Soul from Pixar. I'm so the one fucking I'm excited about. That's, on board for that shit. Looks great. Uh, oh, fuck. This went forward. Okay, there we go. Fuck you, Rotten Tomatoes. Now let them know. <laughs> it's Get fine. Em. Top Gun 2. Why are they doing that? <laughs> I'm going to go see it. I always thought Top Gun 1 was, like, actually, like, kind of a bad movie that everybody, like, kind of just joked about. Is it? Yeah. So why, what, how do you make a second one? Are they going to try to make it serious, or is it going to, like... No, no, not a chance. I'm worried it's going to be, like, something like Independence Day 2, where, like, you don't make it. And then the only reason anyone liked the first one was kind of almost ironically... <laughs> so like you're kind of fucked either way one really cool thing about this movie is the way it's shot yeah because it's all shot in like actual fighter jets could be cool that part of it could be cool and like they have like a whole rig system hooked up and like the way it, 
the way they do it is really cool because they have the pile in the front operating it normally, right? Yeah. And then you have the actor in the other opposite side of it on the back side of the cockpit. But then they it, the the scene of it's set up in a way where it looks like they're the ones operating the plane. It's very cool. Okay. That that part's really interesting to me. And Tom but, Cruise has been killing it in those Mission Impossible movies, so he's always been who doing knows. That. Mission Impossible is like his thing. I like that his movies are basically just giant rich people vacations where he does a bunch of stunts now. Yeah, it's cool. It's fine. Whatever. Let him just do a bunch of crazy shit and film it, and then it's a movie. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. Uh, and then I could, like, ask So we're halfway through the year. Uh, how much time we got here? I don't know. How, how long have we been yelling at each other? About an hour now. That's uh, fine. Free Guy, starring Ryan Reynolds as a video game character. Great. Next. <laughs> I love Ryan Reynolds, actually, and he's funny, but I don't know if that... It, it seems like too stupid of a premise to work in any capacity as an actual good movie. Uh, there's another Minions movie coming out. I'm sure that'll be annoying. There's another Ghostbusters movie coming out really soon. I have more faith in this one, because it's directed by Ivan Reitman's son, Jason Reitman. It's supposed to actually be more of a direct sequel than the the female reboot was. That kind of like was more of a entire reboot, not taking into account the first two. And it was also apparently really shit. Haven't watched it yet. No we, we might watch the Ghostbusters movies for Gen and Jub at one point anyway. Yeah, I think so. So maybe we'll eventually have to watch that fucking movie. Maybe it's not as bad as. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> it's gonna be worse now that I thought that. We'll see. I don't know. They'll probably drag Bill Murray out of his bed to be in this. <laughs> drag like they did to film that shitty Groundhog Day commercial at <laughs> the Super Bowl. Drag Dan Aykroyd out of the insane asylum to <laughs> to do this. You don't understand. The aliens are real. <laughs> the, the ghosts are like, real. Listen, listen, Dad. We'll buy for each minute. You're on this movie. We'll buy one bottle of your Crystal Skull vodka. He's like, all right, I'm in. Yeah. It funds my alien research. <sighs> Later in July, we got Tenet from Christopher Nolan. We yeah. back with that Kino, baby. You know you know what this is, right? It's, uh, it's Inception 2. Yeah. It's, that, that is, it is absolutely Inception 2, like, well, it, without I, a doubt. It doesn't necessarily have to be, but it would be really cool if it was like uh, how Split was, where it's like not advertised as a sequel to Unbreakable, but it fucking is. But then, what if you took that concept and it was also a good movie? <laughs> no, I don't. It, it's not gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be anywhere near as direct. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. It's just gonna exist in the same. But universe. I swear to God, if Leonardo DiCaprio shows up at the end, I'm gonna fucking nut in a theater. Yeah, that'd be really fine. cool, yeah. dude. That'd be really cool, dude. Just keep making good movies, Nolan. You can do it. You can, though. You can. They'll be overrated, but I will probably still like them. <laughs> that tends to be the MO. Uh, that's fine. New Wes Anderson movie. Yay! It's it's uh, it's called The French Dispatch. I don't really even need to know anything nope, about don't, it. Nope, don't tell. Good. Actually, in fact, don't tell me anything about it, because I just want to go Bill see Murray's it. in it! Of course he is. Oh, and Wilson's in it! Of course, Next. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet's in it. That's cool. All right. Jungle Cruise. I'm not fucking even talking about it. Let's it's whatever. It's The Rock. You know what is going on. Uh, I will talk about this because this is funny as shit. Morbius 
at the tail end of July, starring a professional, uh, insane person and possible leader of a cult, Jared Leto, uh, (laughs) as Michael Morbius, who is a Spider-Man villain and not one of the most popular ones. So after the success of Venom, Sony is just like, fuck it. We're just going to make all villain movie. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make Morbius. We'll make Craven. We'll make the the Gibbon, the the, the Grizzly, Big Wheel. Give Where's my Big, big wheel. wheel movie? You piece of shit. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm Throw in. Tom Let's Hardy in a big wheel and make yeah. him drive down the fucking road. Why would it be Tom Hardy? He's also Venom. You know what? Fuck it. Make <laughs> it Tom anyway. Hardy every villain in Spider-Man. <laughs> like some kind of weird Eddie Murphy or Michael Myers movie experiment where he's all the characters in it. Well, once Jared Leto gets ousted at uh, having a real child sex dungeon... Jesus, uh, fuck. <laughs> we could make Tom Hardy everybody in that universe. 30 seconds to nut. Ooh. Fuck Jared Leto. I don't know. I don't care about him. I don't know if it takes him 30 seconds to nut. He's like a robot. 30 hours to nut. (laughs) He does look kind of like he's a robot. So this movie is funny because Sony put uh, fucking Michael Keaton at the end of the trailer implying that the Vulture is going to be in this movie. And they threw a Spider-Man poster in it implying that it's connected to Spider-Man. But it can't and there's going to be, be maybe like a crossover at some point. We don't know. We don't know what the terms of the deal that Sony oh, yeah, and Disney made right. necessarily are. I think after we get Spider-Man 3, we may have a Spider-Man crossover movie with like, I don't know, the Sinister Six. Who the fuck knows? Is that what it's leading towards? I think so. Is it Venom, Morbius, four other people, possibly Vulture? It'd be like what? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you'd have yeah, like put the Vulture Mysterio. Mysterio should be dead though, if I remember correctly. Mm. Sorry to spoil a movie a lot of people uh, saw. Maybe not. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. Right, he is Mysterio. They'd be like, oh, it's just illusion. Ha, he's back. Yeah, that's how they did it in the comics. He's just right. like, hi, I didn't die. <laughs> right, <laughs> I, that was a fake Mysterio. It wouldn't surprise me at all because it's just like normal for Mysterio. He'd have a lot more weight if he did, but like, I don't know. That's fine. Uh, I'm just worried about it because, like, well, this movie in particular doesn't look good. (laughs) And Venom was also, like, half good because it was ironically hilarious. So I think a lot of the reason why Venom works, too, was Tom Hardy knowing that it was kind of stupid and embracing it and actually putting in a somewhat actually good performance. I don't trust Jared Leto to do that, even though he's an Oscar winner. Uh, (laughs) Like, I just don't. I think he feels like he's too self-important and he's going to fuck this up somewhere along the line. Him being too Um, self-important might work for this character, actually. So we'll see. Maybe. Maybe. Just weird that they chose Morbius of all characters. So weird. Yeah, I don't know. He's a vampire, but he's a living one. He's an alive vampire. He can go out in the daylight and fuck it. Yeah, I'm not lying. This is his character. I know. Uh, in August, we got somehow, despite all odds of this even being a thing that would exist, Bill and Ted face the music. The third <laughs> Bill and Ted film. Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter are back. This is gonna be possibly good. 
I have a little more faith because they're all like actually back and writing it and it's fine. And it'll at least be fun. Uh, I'm excited for this new era of Keanu's career. I certainly am too. It's great. Uh, He's having a good time and so am I. And I just I just hope this continues that. It doesn't even have to be a great movie. As long as it's like fun, I'm in. Do you remember a movie called The Hitman's Bodyguard? Yeah. Me either. Why did you say yeah? <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard about this. <laughs> it's it's the Ryan Reynolds, Samuel yeah. Jackson movie. Yep. So now there's The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, a sequel to that movie. <laughs> I hope they just keep making sequels to this that just keep, like, you know, the hitman's wife's masseuse's bodyguard or something like that, and then someone related to that guy. Yeah, I remember seeing a trailer for the original when I was, like, sitting in the theater for whatever kind of, like, uh, state-appointed garbage that Disney was injecting <laughs> into my veins, and I was like, wow, that looks fucking dumb, and then I moved on with my life. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of those movies where you like, that has a sequel, like, fucking uh, Olympus Has Fallen. Then they made London Has Fallen. Then they made whatever the third Angel one was has called. Fallen. Angel Has Fallen. I don't know why I remember that. The guy's called Angel, I guess. It's just like and then are they going to make a fourth one? I Have Fallen and I Can't Get Up. <laughs> 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 mm. Oh boy, I bet you're excited for this one. Drum roll, please. It's Monster Hunter, directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. Don't you love him? He made Resident Evil, an Alien vs. Predator, and then a bunch of other Resident Evils with his wife, Mila Jovovich, and she's also in this. And then there's guns, but not like Monster Hunter guns, like AK-47s. It's gonna be fucking awful. <laughs> Are you excited? You excited, Jusby? You know, Capcom has been ushered into this new era of greatness with their gaming mm. side. And I love how, like, even though they put, like finally like woke the fuck up and realized how to make good products again. They're looking Not at, on the movie side. Yeah, they're looking at Paul W.S. Anderson and they're like, yeah, just go ahead and do it again. Why? This man has never made a good film. I also don't want this to be a movie in the first place. Mo- I don't understand how you make uh, a Monster yes, Hunter Oh, yes, the movie. big narrative video game Monster Hunter it's the, literally the worst part of Monster Hunter. It's so boring. The narrative is so boring. I skip it. The only thing I care about is how much of a joy it is to fight monsters in that game. <sighs> Fuck that. This is garbage. So, remember The Conjuring? It's yeah, back. Oh, another... Lo- the Conjuring. Like the tenth The one? Devil Made Me Do It. That's the actual title of this film. Oh, cool. It sounds fake. Yeah. I don't believe this movie's real. Neither do I. Next... It's a ghost movie. Stop. It's a specter. Stop. We just imagined it. God, please stop. <laughs> Fuck this franchise. It's, <laughs> I'm so glad that one... I've heard the first Conjuring's good, though. It's okay. It's James Wan, right? Yeah. Uh, but he's it's good. It's not bad. And then the rest of them are just, just suck dick. Yeah. The King's Man. Get it? It's a Kingsman prequel. Uh... Matthew Vaughn's back, so I care about this one more than I did the second Kingsman, which yeah. I still haven't seen, because Matthew Vaughn's actually pretty good. It's okay. I, I like Kingsman. I, this will probably be okay. I'm looking forward more to the actual third Kingsman movie, if Matthew Vaughn comes fun thing, uh Fun thing about Kingsman, uh, I watched the first one, didn't see the second one, but I was just hanging out with my dad one night, and uh, he, he had to work in the morning. He works very early, and... 
But we were hanging out, and he wanted to watch First Kingdom, so I watched it with him. And it was like midnight by the time we finished, and then yeah. like he loved it so much he immediately rented and started watching Kingsman Two. What was his opinion on Kingsman Two? He liked it not as much as the first. Okay, that's probably how I'll feel. That, that's I think exactly Kingsman how I feel too. It's okay. Is really fun. It's great. I liked it a lot. And it's a really really fun movie. One of my favorite weird Samuel L. Jackson roles in recent years. Yeah. Uh, God, that's such a weird character. It's great. He played. That villain's weird. I like it a lot. <laughs> I loved how I loved how fucking strange it was. Yeah, uh, that scene in the church is oh, quite possibly the best scene Matthew Vaughn's ever filmed. Ten out of ten. Yeah, dude, it's really good. <laughs> dude, I'm just just watching it again, like for the second time. I was so fucking hyped. <laughs> Freebird, dude. <laughs> Why Freebird? I don't know. He made use of it. It worked. Using Freebird is not a usually not a good choice. <laughs> it worked. It worked. It worked really well. Uh, so the many saints of Newark. Have you heard about this? No. This is that Sopranos prequel. Oh. Coming out in September, starring Michael Gandolfini as Tony Soprano, but a little kid, young kid. Uh, and we also got. Um, I don't know who's playing who, but I'm curious because I mean of what I know about the Sopranos. But your boy John Bernthal is in this. Okay. And we also got Ray Liotta. I'm very curious. That's interesting. Who would John Bernthal play a young version of that was a Sopranos character? Could he pull off a Polly, but like young? Maybe. Would he be maybe more of an asshole? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm curious, though. Hope uh, hopefully good, this will be good. It is directed by Alan Taylor, who directed uh, Thor 2. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I mean, he was good on Game of Thrones directing, and I, I think he did some of The Sopranos. That's what he he's did. doing this. Mm -hmm. uh, so maybe that'll work out. Last Night in Soho, Edgar Wright's new film. I am Which excited. is supposed to be a horror movie. I don't know yet. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm curious, though. I'm excited. I'm, I'm definitely excited for any Edgar Wright movie. Man hasn't let me down yet. Mm. Aaron Sorkin movie, The Trial of the Chicago 7. I guess this is happening. Uh, I don't know how much I care about Aaron Sorkin anymore. Not. <sighs> let's I go don't. to let's go to October. What we got here? Blah blah blah. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> the witches from Robert Zemeckis. This is a uh, you know a remake of a nineteen ninety. The Witches movie, the Roll Doll, fucking book. Fuck it. Oh, this is happening. I remember hearing about this, but I didn't think it was this year. Snake Eyes. Yes, that Snake Eyes, the one from GI Joe. They're still making a GI Joe movie, and it's 2020. Justin, how do you feel about that? I wish they'd stop. <laughs> Can it? Does it have any? fucking possibility of being like this weird like bumblebee scenario no. or like it's this franchise that sucks but it's good somehow no i believe you the idea <laughs> was a concept for a film is terrible please stop you're, you're you're probably correct a movie that we're gonna go see for this show october 16th halloween kills a sequel to Halloween. Not that one. Not that one. That one. <laughs> 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 uh, 
This is Halloween 2, except maybe more like Halloween 3, but not that Halloween 3. Like a real Halloween 3. The real Halloween 3. But like if Halloween 2 was actually Halloween, this sounds more complicated because I'm making it sound more complicated on purpose. Sequel to Halloween. Sequel to Halloween 2018. Yeah. So this is part one of a two-part trilogy kind of deal they're doing here. Um, Halloween Kills comes out 2020, and then Halloween Ends, which I do not believe you, I don't, comes I, out yeah. the following year, 2021. <laughs> I don't that for a fucking second. <sighs> nope. There's gonna be another one. And I feel like we'll watch both. Uh, hopefully we're still doing Genin Job. It'd be fun. Uh... Because, you know, be a good throwback to the Halloween franchise, that our first franchise we did. And uh, we can re-slot it in, see where it ranks, if we even remember anything about the Halloween movies. I do. (laughs) Though, as for as as bad as a lot of those movies are, that is a very unforgettable franchise. You know, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's a blur. Uh, (laughs) No, I was going to say it made me uh, appreciate more of the lesser sequels. I also to Halloween. forget most of those movies. Uh, that's fine. I don't think we're gonna. I have remember to worry about another Texas Chainsaw. I remember the first one. I remember the first one really vividly. I you should that, remember the second one. I do. You should remember the fourth one. Yeah. You should remember. Okay, that's it. I guess. Yeah. And you're only remembering four because Matthew McConaughey says "boo" in no, it. <laughs> so. I, I remember a lot about Texas Chainsaw 3D as well. It's funny. It's fun. It's fun. I vividly remember that ter- the terrible CGI blood when he get- goes to the wood chopper. Jesus Christ. Wood chipper or whatever. So that Man. Is that grinder. <laughs> Eternals coming out in November. This is your second Marvel movie of the year. I'm more excited about this one because it has more opportunity to be more original. Yeah. Then Black Widow. This will be interesting, I think. At least I hope. I hope it's not just like a done Eternals are a movie. weird choice because they're fucking almost D tier on the list of characters you'd think of for Marvel. But then again, they've taken stuff like Guardians of the Galaxy and made fucking top notch shit out of it. It does not matter. We'll see. Uh, before I watch that, I think I'm going to read the Neil Gaiman run on Eternals. I heard, I heard that was I heard really that's good. that's at least good. Yeah. Um, what else we got here? Do, 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 do. Oh, I, I don't believe this is coming out, but I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Supposed to be coming out in 2020. That's like, because this isn't the whole thing where like Kong's God and Godzilla are in the same universe or whatever. Well, yeah, because um, the Godzilla movie and then the Godzilla King of Monsters movie are supposed to take place in the same continuity as Kong Skull Island. Right. Which uh, I liked. Yeah, That's movie. probably the best of those three. Haven't seen King of the Monsters yet, but I heard m- mixed middling things. I don't know. It could be fucking awesome if they do it right. But it's hard probably to do right. But I do want to see monsters fight in a movie. I'm not going to lie about that. Well, it's fun. Who do you want to win? Kong. It would be interesting, wouldn't it? I would probably guess that Godzilla would win, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's Godzilla. Right. This is directed by Adam Wingard, who uh, directed The Fucking Guest and You're Next, so Hell that's yeah. interesting. Hell yeah. Hopefully it's, a, it's a, just a fucking crazy-ass, goofy fucking movie. I'm in. <laughs> Hopefully it has a fucking genre twist of 
two thirds of the ways in. <laughs> that would be sick. Yeah, like both of those fucking. That's his mo, dude. That's what he likes to do. He does uh, it good. Guess his fucking masterpiece of ridiculousness. I love it. Ah, blah 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 blah. They're making an escape room too. That's pretty stupid. Uh, fuck off. Next. Did that come out this year? No, no it must have came out. Last it was last year. year. In December. We're getting a couple of big heavy hitters that are hopefully good. Dune, it's happening. Yeah. Villanueva, yeah, starring starring everyone I like. <laughs> yeah, Timothy Chalamet, Josh Brolin, Oscar Isaac, Javier Bardem, Jason Momoa, Dave Bautista, Zendaya. Goddamn, the cast is really good for that movie. I've never read Dune. But it's it's got to be popular if for a would, reason, and I trust Villanueva so much. If you ever want to read it, I have a really nice hardcover copy that you can borrow. I'm gonna read Dune before that comes out. Yeah, you're more than welcome. If I to read any it. book this year, I uh, I had a I had a, a I had a little softy book version of that thing that I uh, fucked up really bad when I was a teenager. Right. But I was going around garage sailing as I as I do during the summertime, and uh, I found I found a hard copy of it sitting there, and the dude sold it to me for a dollar. Sick. And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" You should see how old that is. I uh, might not know what he had. It's it's from the it's it's from like the nineties. It's a reissue. Oh, okay, that's fine then. Uh, the Uncharted movie, which like I don't even know how this is going to come out this year, considering I don't even think they're filming it yet. But uh, whatever, it'll get pushed. But it'll probably get pushed. Uh, I'm not interested in it anyway. I wish I was. Uncharted. What is an Uncharted movie? Just Indiana Jones. I see what you did there. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's not like well, Temple the, of Doom. The one thing that separates Uncharted from Indiana Jones is that it's a video game. Right. And like that's the thing that separates it from Indiana Jones, and that's it. So stop, please. Don't make it a movie. You're just I'm making gonna, an Indiana Jones movie. I'm going to skip this one so we talk about it last, because I'm sure we will uh, talk about it more than these other two. The Croods 2. Did you know, do you remember The Croods? Nope. It was a DreamWorks anime movie. Oh, okay, yeah. The- they make other one, because, yep. And then a weird sequel that's coming out of nowhere, coming to America. Yeah. Uh, what the hell? I don't know. Eddie Murphy is kind of doing a resurgence. He had a really good Saturday Night Live hosting performance where he brought back a lot of his old SNL characters. And he also starred in Dolomite Is My Name. Yeah. And apparently that's actually fucking good. It's great. So maybe he's going to do this interesting, nostalgic renaissance part of his career with Coming to America. And I believe there's another Beverly Hills Cop in the works as well, which I care about that less. Because Coming to America is actually... Pretty solid movie, in my opinion. Um, He's not going to do a Nutty Professor sequel. No, I, I fucking hope not. Norbit 2. Where's Norbit 2 at, dude? Daddy Daycare 2. Oh, God. <laughs> Meet Dave again. <laughs> Re-meet Dave. No, he definitely got to do ones to sequels to 80s movies if he's going to get anybody to pay attention to him. Um, thankfully... Landis ain't, ain't part of this sequel, hey. uh, probably because, um, you know, he killed some children, if you remember correctly. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> anyway, so here's the last one I'm going to talk about. <sighs> Steven Spielberg. Not interested. <laughs> I didn't have to say anything else, you yep. piece of shit. He's a, he's a, he's a dried up hack, but continue. Adapt. 
adaptation of West Side Story. I'm definitely not interested now. <laughs> He's always wanted to make a musical. Why would he do this one? He's doing this one. Oh, God. Oh, stop. <laughs> somebody stop him. Can anybody hey, stop hey, him? Hey, man. You don't know if it'll be bad. You just have a, a, a pretty good guess. Years of recent history of Spielberg just putting out some fucking duds. Yeah, I, I know what this he is going to be. He still has a lot of potential to be good, but I don't think he can pull off West Side Story. No. In 2020. Especially that's not his like style. And it's or, not his, like... It's not where he should probably be comfortable. Even in his comfort zone, he puts out garbage. That's so, true. Like, fucking... I don't know, man. He's washed up. And uh, and that's about it as far as movies we know exist that I want to talk about. You know, I'm sure I skipped some actually good movies, but it's hard to tell until they're here. Like, I probably wouldn't have talked about 1917 if I didn't know that it was good. Well, you, or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like I said, we found out about that movie from happenstance. From from right. me seeing a random video on Facebook. Otherwise, I don't think any of us like. Any I just of talked about the movies that you'll probably see trailers for a lot throughout this year. And anyway, I am about like uh, I'm I'm doing about a couple weeks for my uh, next injection of Disney right. required content. Mulan. No, that's the earliest one I think. I'll, one the, I'll end up watching the Mandalorian or something. Well, at least that's actually fucking good. Yeah, finished Unlike the Witcher other first. Star Wars things. Watching The Witcher as a crawl. I've watched episode two now. Come on! Watch The Mandalorian, please. I watch actually want to talk about I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch The Witcher and finish BoJack Horseman first. Which All uh, right. might end up being like the highest praised TV thing that comes out this year. That's possible. Um, there is better call Every though. single person I know that has watched that has been like den out of den. Like, best episodes of Futurama level, wow. best animation ever. Okay. So, like, yeah. Right, well, let's talk about something thing. bad. <sighs> so, every single movie I talked about, whether they're going to be good or bad, I'm going to make a guarantee to you right now. Yeah. They are better. Than Catwoman? Than Catwoman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every of, single one. A little bit of backstory. You don't normally talk about this kind of stuff on the show, but I was trying to get a physical copy of Catwoman because <laughs> I knew that... Well, I, like, sometimes we got to rent stuff because we don't own it. Right. And I knew uh, that Catwoman would be cheap because it's trash. It was still cheap even to rent. It was $3. Yeah. And, and it's too much money. No, it's $3 actually. too much. And I mean, $1, $1 <laughs> too much, but I know that... <laughs> If Fifty it, cents, good price for Catwoman. We, we have we have a, a resale store called the Exchange in this area. It exists in a few other places in the in the Midwest as well. And I wanted to get a, see if I can get a physical copy because it would like you know it's gonna be a fucking dollar. Uh huh. So I, I call them. I'm like, hey guys, I'm looking for Catwoman. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Starring Halle Berry. That's such a good way to put it. And they're like. <laughs> Yeah, one sec, let me check. And they, they, he just little, little clicky-clack on his keyboard. He's checking. Comes back. Sir, sorry, we don't have it in stock, but if you want to come in at the store, we can order it for you. And I immediately said, very quickly, very harsh tone, No, sir, that will not be necessary. And I hung up. 
<laughs> that guy probably thought you were just fucking with him. He's like, I wonder if he even wanted Catwoman at all. <laughs> if, uh, so I originally was going to entertain the idea of recording me calling them. Uh-huh. And have you, like, uh, hang I mean, out without, with my phone? I feel like without the guy's consent, that's rude. Right. But what I wanted to do, this is why, this is why I ended up deciding against it, but yeah. what I wanted to do was, if he said yes, you've been like, act like I put the phone down, forgot to hang it up, and then, and then go like, jump in the car, boys, we're going to get some garbage! And then, like, then hang up the phone. <laughs> It should have been like just like you know they have it, and then just like everybody hoots and hollers in the background. <laughs> just claps and fucking goes out. And we have a whole fucking like room full of people. That, <laughs> all our friends that are loud and obnoxious. <laughs> and just have them go like fuck yeah, <laughs> Catwoman, Holly Bay. All right, so that that little fun sidebar is done. Hit me with the gun heart. What's Catwoman? What is Catwoman? I don't know, buddy. By the way, every time I write my notes for a movie, I write not the title of the movie at the top so that I know what it is when I'm looking through my other notes on my phone. Mm-hmm. This one I wrote, The Cat in History. Oh, God. <laughs> Get it? Which from is in the, the movie. Which is in the shit title card. Uh, yes. I was more referring to the, the great research scene that happens late. She types in The Cat in History. That's what it is, yeah. That was the title card. Fuck, this movie's and, bad. And it's kind of like a just, a just like a mishmash of bullshit in my brain. I'm gonna do my best to recollect it for you. Yeah, look up some kind of summary to help you out because this movie is a fucking train wreck. I see. The thing is, get hurt. I don't want to because I think it'd I be, will to keep us on track. Okay, then. I think it'd be more funny if I attempt to recollect what happened. That's fine. And then you can you can correct me if you need. So, to. Catwoman is a 2004. Uh, I hesitate to say film. But I guess that's what we have to say. I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but its development dates back all the way to 1992. Fuck. Genhart was possibly not existing. Uh, <laughs> depends on what month of 92 it is. Yeah. It's originally intended to be a spinoff from Tim Burton's Batman Returns, starring Michelle Pfeiffer in the lead role still. Pfeiffer. Tim Burton who declined to direct Batman Forever, as we know, was attached to direct Catwoman still. Producer Denise DeNovi and writer Daniel Waters, who Burton worked with on Batman Returns, were also set to work on the film. Those were those people that worked on Heathers. Right. And um, I think later worked with him on Edward Scissorhands, a couple other things. Yeah. So the script wasn't delivered to WB by Waters until June 6th. 1995, and I say that specific date because that is the day that Batman Forever was released. Uh, Waters said the following, (laughs) turning it in the day Batman Forever opened may not have been my best logistical move, in that it's the celebration of the fun for the whole family Batman. Catwoman is definitely not a fun for the whole family script, (laughs) Waters said. Uh, so, uh, this script exists. I believe you can read it online. I didn't go to those lengths because fuck it. That's too much. Uh, but here's what Waters had to say about his Catwoman script. The basic idea of it. Okay. After the traumas of Batman Returns, she has amnesia and she doesn't really remember why she has all these bullet holes in her body. 
So she goes to relax in Oasisburg. What Gotham City is to New York, Oasisburg is to Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Palm Springs. It's a resort area in the middle of the desert. It's run by superheroes, and the movie has great fun at making fun at the whole male superhero mythos. That's fun. Then they end up being not very good at all deep down, and she's got to go back to that whole Catwoman thing. Uh, I may check this out eventually, because this sounds like <laughs> Catwoman goes and hangs out at Herogasm from the boys. I was about to say that, yeah. <laughs> Uh, which I don't believe will be in the television show anytime soon. No. Uh, but in the boys' comic book, it is literally uh, all the superheroes go, all right, here's our yearly big event, <laughs> like Secret Wars or whatever, Infinity War, and we have to go take out this alien and all that. And then, but then what they actually do is just go to a resort and have an orgy for like a week and do drugs. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, if this was, like, this kind of, like, interesting uh, parody of superheroes, not only would that have been really forward-thinking for 1990, uh, whenever the hell it would have came out, but it probably would have been a hell of a lot more interesting than what we got, of course. Yeah. Uh, But, of course, you know, that didn't happen. A few months after Waters delivered his script, uh, Pfeiffer said she was still up for the film, but it would depend on her other priorities, such as being a mom and other film roles. Eventually, this means (laughs) Pfeiffer was recast with Ashley Judd. Then Nicole Kidman. I don't know how they would have made the continuity work on that one, but they probably would have just not gave a shit like they usually do. Uh, And then nothing. Things are appearing not to be happening regarding the Catwoman movie. Uh, and the film enters what's known in the film industry as development hell, which is a fun term. It is. makes it sound way more nefarious than just like, I don't know what to do with this thing for like a while. Put it in the vault. <laughs> for about a decade. Now, now, here's what WB's going through. As a bit of a side note that kind of explains why the Catwoman movie comes to exist. So you got the failure of Batman and Robin. Yep. Then you got the canceled, infamous production of the Tim Burton-directed and Nicolas Cage-starring Superman film. There's a whole documentary about it. Uh, I won't go into all the details You can either watch that documentary or just watch An Evening with Kevin Smith where he describes working with that insane producer man who wants him to have Superman fight a giant spider at the end of Act 2. Right. You know, your your usual shit. (laughs) So these things are hella expensive and hella costly for WB. Probably not really. (laughs) <laughs> they would probably have been like for like you and me to like go like, hey, I just got my paycheck. Oh, I lost twenty bucks. <laughs> like you know, in reality. But to them, it's like this year's loss. We gotta fucking reevaluate. I'm sure. So, um, WB kind of shelves the characters for years, and then they get a new head of the company in Alan Horn. Now this guy says he wants five tentpole movies a year. So, production begins to ramp up for multiple planned films featuring Batman and Superman. Uh, Interest is is booming, because he wants more movie. One of these 
is not just a movie featuring Batman or Superman, but both of them. <coughs> yes, Batman versus Superman was in the works as early as 2002. Damn. Uh, we'll go into this more detail in several weeks when we talk about the actual Batman v Superman movie. Because, weirdly, the plot is, like, the same, <laughs> but, like, just executed probably way worse. Uh, and it's kind of funny. But all you really need to know for now is that they're gearing up to release a Batman v Superman movie. They set a release date in 2004, and then they decide not to do it. And they decide to just do a solo Superman movie and a solo Batman movie instead. These, of course, would end up being Batman Begins, which we'll go into in more detail how that came about in a couple weeks. And Superman Returns, which we are not going to talk about and we're going to pretend it didn't exist. Oh, shit. By Predators who made the film and starred in the film anyway. <laughs> oh, God. That movie has to have aged incredibly poorly. Oh, yeah. Oof. <coughs> so, WB now has a blank release date slated for 2004. What do we do? <laughs> I gotta dig in the drawer and see what garbage we have. <laughs> and that's how Catwoman happened. <laughs> they rushed development of a long dormant project. And boy, did they rush it, because they needed to hit that 2004 deadline. And that's probably why they didn't give a shit. That it was just kind of like, like uh, let's say, not good. Yeah. So a new script is written by the following culprits. <laughs> John Rogers. He's the co-creator of Jackie Chan Adventures. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is kind of a fun show, but... That doesn't matter. Not here. good, no. actually. And screenwriting duo John Brancato and Michael Ferris. We've experienced their work before. They wrote Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, and Terminator Salvation. Great. Later, after Catwoman. They got work after Catwoman. How embarrassing, Hollywood. The Hollywood Hollywood scriptwriters are much like coaching jobs in the NFL. Once, <laughs> they once just you, have them all the time. Yeah, once you've yeah. done it once, people just kind of like hire you to do shit. And how does Greg Williams keep getting a job? Also known as how does Chris Terrio keep getting a job? Right. <laughs> so the director, his name is Pitoff. Pitoff? Yeah, it's just Pitoff. There's no, there's no last name. I don't even know if there's a first name. Is it his first name? Oh. Is Pitoff his first name? He just goes by Pitoff. Uh, that sounds like it would be his last name. I don't know. I bet his first name's Emmanuel. I don't care. I didn't look it up. <laughs> didn't look up what his actual name is. Don't care. You don't care. I will only think of him as Pitoff, the director of Catwoman, and basically nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> so he's a visual effects guy. He works on... Drum roll, please. Alien Resurrection. Ugh. Alien Resurrection. Also directed by a horny Frenchman. Yeah. <laughs> As we've detailed in the past. Um, he worked on effects and second unit directing for that movie. To date, he has only directed three films. A movie called Vidocc... 
I don't know how French works, so I just... It's V-I-D-O-C-Q. So I assume that's pronounced Vidocacu. Close enough. Okay. Catwoman <laughs> and the made-for-TV Fire and Ice, the Dragon Chronicles, which <laughs> which sounds very original and great. Uh, so after watching Catwoman... Uh, I feel like the reason this man only has three movies under his belt will uh, it's quite clear. be incredibly clear, yeah. Hasn't directed since 2008. And the world is better for it. So Halle Berry yeah. enters the picture. Cast to play Patience Phillips, a.k.a. Catwoman, who has never been known as, uh, as the name Patience Phillips. But whatever, fuck it. Who care? She collaborates with your boy Pedoff and costume designer, uh, I'm sorry, Academy Award-winning costume designer, Angus Strathy, 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 Strathy. Yeah, whatever. Close enough. Strippy. Ah. Uh, to design the new costume, he worked uh, on Moulin Rouge, I believe. Yeah. That's what he won a right. Oscar for. Good costume design in that movie. Not, 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 not the case for Catwoman. No. Hate the Catwoman costume with a passion, really. <laughs> and, uh, you know, whatever. So, this is a quote from, from uh, your boy Angus. We wanted a very reality-based wardrobe to show the progression from demure, repressed patience to the sensual awakening of a sexy warrior goddess, is what this guy said. It would be designed by a guy, wouldn't it? Of course. <laughs> of course it would. So, yeah, I'm sure you've seen not Catwoman, but you've seen the costume, no matter who you are, because that thing, foo boy. That's the only reason probably anybody saw the movie. Well, let's be real here. Halle Berry, the hot lady, put her in fetish gear, basically. Show a lot of skin. Yeah. Make movie. Don't really need anything else to sell a movie, so don't worry about that part of movie. That was the to-do list for Catwoman. <laughs> Who cares if people like throw up in the theater for motion sickness? It's not yeah, you know that that doesn't matter. They're just trying to see this some titty is some butt. Mm, I barely it's do. Fine. Not much of it, actually. Let's get a quote from Pete off. Oh, great. On his task of adapting classic comic book character Catwoman. Quote, I checked out some to see how Catwoman is treated in the comics to make sure that our Catwoman was in the same vein. But I didn't want to be too influenced by the comic book because the whole point of the movie is to be first a movie and to be different. Different from Batman, different from Spider-Man. This movie has its own identity. I tried to find my sources more in the character of Catwoman herself. To me, the Catwoman we're filming now with Halle Berry is in the continuity of the others. She's different than Michelle Pfeiffer's character, different from anybody who's played Catwoman in the past, but she is Catwoman. When you look at the differences between the comic book Catwoman and the TV or movie Catwoman, they're all different, but there's a feeling that they are all Catwoman. <laughs> Hallie brings her own personality through her attitude and through the outfit. That was... We've talked about... we. 
I have many times. <laughs> like I read it stupid ordered, for effect. Yeah, well, but, yeah, but I mean, it, it's such a nothing quote that the, I can tell he doesn't give a shit. A few times in this show, I've uttered the the the, the two word phrase word salad. Yeah, and that's like oh, a buffalo chicken word salad. <laughs> it's spicy. But like maybe like a <sighs> buffalo tofu. Good, good salad. God, man. So, this movie's kind of doomed from the start. Uh, yeah. For sure. That guy? That guy. Just that quote alone kind of tells you what's happening here. It's a rush shit job that nobody who was making it probably cared, gave that much of a fuck about. Mm-hmm. And so, the end product is just a disaster. So, I believe we can start our analysis of the plot of this movie. I have the cast here. To briefly name drop the, the the people responsible for being in this movie, mm. uh, but I'll do that as you bring them up in the movie. So what happens to Catwoman? Right. Justin, well, Catwoman go ahead. starts with best. what is quite possibly the worst title card I've ever seen in a film. That shows basically the progression of cats through society. The cat in history. Yeah. Yeah, you got poorly photoshopped cats in e- ancient Egyptian stuff. Mm-hmm. Salem Witch Trial era, mm-hmm. fucking Middle Ages. You got shitty Joan of Arc had a cat. Hey, who guess what? Just all kinds of bullshit like it's that. It's terrible. It, it looks awful. Lots of badly photoshopped cat-looking people. Even yeah. it, like it's, like it's cats. It looks <laughs> the movie cats like the worst. And it's just going through this over and over again while playing some like very, very like mid two thousands music. Some like porno ass sounding yeah. shit. Just fucking like. Women moaning mysteriously. It's fucking weird. Like we're summoning a demon. It's like it's like it's supposed to be like Egyptian type shit, but it does not land that mark at all. Shout out to the soundtrack of this movie being fucking awful and the most mid two thousands thing I've ever heard yeah. in my life. Oh yeah. It's at times like soul R and B wannabe shit. At times nine inch nails fucking tuned down guitar ass fucking bullshit you know these things don't mix but they do it anyway by you, the way you know that music motif the one that goes right that that typical music that like that, that i don't know what you're referring to okay. necessarily no um with the uh, like with the like hazy bass in the background that shit sure people who, who like know a lot of like about like soundtrack music probably like recognize what that is very sure. popular in the early 2000s probably because of the matrix it does have a bit of a matrix feel to right. it uh, for more we want more than one reason which we'll a get lot to. of movies in the 2000s did that because of the matrix yeah, a lot and, of people misunderstood what the what was good about the action in those movies right and, and, uh, and the score too yeah um, and a lot of the tropes from that are prevalent in this movie like really bad but like that's like all the soundtrack is and it has no nuance to it Yep. And it is terrible. It's really terrible. The movie starts right off the bat with uh, what I assume is a CGI terrible establishing shot of a city. Yeah, it like swoops through the city. By the way. Looks terrible. Brief aside. Unnamed city. Yeah, we don't know what this is. City don't have a name. We don't know where this is. Is it Gotham? No, no way. Nope. Not is it Chicago? Is it New York? Is it LA? It could be every city ever. It's made to look like some kind of like, at least from like the terrible I CGI. was thinking New York, but like, I don't know. It looks like kind of futuristic. 
And the same thought, the, like, the the sky shots. Yeah, yeah, nothing else though. Right. That's, the, um, that's it's so weird. There's no real it. flow of the locations in this movie, and there's no real like interesting set design that make it stand out. Like, there's no Gotham esque shit. So I don't think it's Gotham. At least not the Tim Burton Joel Schumacher Gotham. Uh, the fucking sweeping city shops, of which there are many. Mm-hmm. Look like some PS2 shit. Yeah, I don't even understand. I well, actually I, I, I why skip, these are CGI at all. As I usually do, I skip something. The very first thing you see in this movie, the title card is Halle Berry like drowning in the water, and she's like, she "This dead is at the beginning of the this film. is when I died, uh-huh. but also when I finally started to live." I read it's, it's uh, delivered like this. I, yeah, she's really bad in this movie. Her um, delivery is terrible. Yeah, but. We're, let's talk about that later. Here's where it all started. And then you get the shooting establishing shot. And it's good old Patience Phillips running late to work. She said some shit where she's like, I didn't start living until I died. Um, I, I don't know because I haven't seen The Crow. It's like, this is the day I died, but also, but also the day I finally started to live. Right. Yeah. I don't know because I haven't seen The Crow, but I read a thing on IMDb. It's a reference to The Crow. No, not just a reference. Yeah, the, I know. That claimed it's literally the opening from The Crow. Right. But they switched out, like, the word crow to cat, so they just plagiarized. Right. <laughs> I don't have enough time. That might be heresy, but I wouldn't put it past this movie. It commits every other sin as far as a movie can. Right. So, you know. So good old Paces Phillips is running late to work. She does art for a beauty manufacturer. Modeling agency? No, it's the it's the Perfume beauty. and cosmetics yeah, company? That's what it is. I don't know. She works in like the advertising sector of it, making ads. She makes the ad because she is a artist lady... I guess. Yep. She's like, oh, I had an ordinary job of shit. And, like, she had her cubicle and got her introduced to her friend. I forget her name. Oh, Sally. There you go. This is Alex Borstein. You may recognize her from Mad TV. Yep. And you may recognize her voice as the voice of Lois from Family Guy. This is Patience's horny trope of the sidekick. I did not like this character. <laughs> Literally the only thing she ever talked about was putting cosmetics on or fucking. Yep. And that's it. She's really focused on you should fuck someone. I want to fuck someone. Ooh, hot guy alert. Ooh, my doctor's hot. I'm gonna trick him into putting lotion on me. It was like all of her scenes were like this, and yeah. it was so obnoxious. It's terrible. So it starts off. You get you get introduced to her. And she's putting like this cream on her face, and there's some like weird throwaway line like, "Oh, I can't believe you got that stuff early." Yeah, yeah I know somebody. Wink. It has a name. Uh, she, she had insinuated a that new she, skin cream called Buleen. That's yeah, that's which it. is a terrible name. Yeah, um, it's it's able to reverse the effects of aging. I believe they're like setting up a a pitch. 
we first get introduced to our... Right, yeah, they're getting ready to release uh, it. ...the boss of this industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? George Hedair. The company's Hedair. Uh, we've seen this guy before. Mm-hmm. This is Lambert Wilson, a.k.a. the motherfucking Merovingian from the Matrix sequels. And he is just as annoying and stupid here. Yep. <laughs> He's playing a very uptight, shitty, asshole businessman trope. Yep. Everyone's a trope in this movie. Tropes aren't necessarily bad. I'm just saying it's 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 really lazy here how they're It's a lower place. That's stereotypes. Fucking- Basically. Sally, the fucking the, the the side character. Yeah, she, she's talking about that cream. Mm-hmm. She immediately insinuates that she flashed her tits to somebody to get it. Ha ha! Great, thank you. Funny joke. You now know what this movie is like right off the bat. Thank ha-ha, you. Ha ha! She's horny on Maine all the time. Ah! Like man, I, I I get it. You could be horny on Maine every once in a while. Everybody gets horny, but like. <laughs> There's got to be a point, Especially right? Especially when you're watching Catwoman from yeah, 2004. I think my dick went in the other room. <laughs> Look, I'm not gonna be. I'm gonna not. I'm not gonna not say Halle Berry's attractive because she totally is. She's hot, so of course when you put her in that fucking costume, she's hot. But like also. But also, there's a lot of stuff in this movie that. If they wanted to solely make this movie based around Halle Berry's attractiveness, they failed at a lot of things because there's a lot of fucking gross shit in this movie that's unattractive. I don't care about that. <laughs> Not saying you should. Just questioning why it's in the movie at all. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just. Just questioning the motives to put scenes where she, like, I don't know, eats a bunch of tuna. <laughs> <laughs> you know why it's there. Oh, I, ha, ha, oh cat. I know why. I just don't know ha, why. Ha ha, ha ha cat. Ha ha. Ha ha, get it, cat. That's ha, a lot of this movie is ha ha, ha, ha cat. Ha ha, cat. You got you got cat jokes? Yeah. You come right Catwoman for us. We'll pay you two bucks. So anyway, she fucking, she, she's like, oh, I got a meeting with the boss. Gotta go. Go boss office. He asshole. He's arguing with his wife. Yes, this is Laurel Hedare? I thought yeah. it was Lori, but apparently it's Laurel. Oh, which I thought was a female, I'm sorry, male version of Lori. Now, Laurel or vice be, versa. Laurel can be a... I've never girl. really seen it. Yes. I mean, whatever. It's gender neutral. Sure, okay. So This is Sharon Stone, by the way. Yeah. You know, you know her. Mm-hmm. Also in a movie designed around her vagina... Mm-hmm. That's right. I'm talking about Basic Instinct. There you go. Two. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Remember that there was a second one? Yeah, I do, actually, which is sad, and I wish I could forget. I don't understand why that movie would get a sequel at all. Is is was, is was there... What is that movie? Dude, I... Is it, is it good? No. The only thing anyone says about that movie is that her v- vaguna is in it. Yeah. And then no one says anything else. Because it's not good. Right. But then they made a second one. Right. Because everybody paid money to see the first one because of the vagoo. <laughs> well, what is the fuck's in the second one? Her butthole? 
What do you do? What else is there to do? We just make just have people watch the first one again. Right. Why don't you just make two and just put one in theaters again and just say it's two? <laughs> and then everyone will probably believe you. <laughs> oh, you can do it like every other year. It's basic Instinct 3. It's just Basic Instinct 1. <laughs> God. Anyway, so she is like, um, I guess like the former face of the company. Yeah, they the just The model behind that. everything. And right. they just announced that uh, she is too fucking old and disgusting and can't be the face of the company anymore even though it's fucking Sharon Stone and they gotta fucking go with younger people and this is also an issue she's having directly with her husband he is fucking the younger models not paying attention to his wife who is the face of the company Yeah, weird dynamic seems a little personal don't date your employees you get situations right. like this if you're if you're trying to be a skeezy businessman, this is a bad way to go about. It. I'm right. just saying. Well, he's terrible. I'm just saying. So so yeah, Patience walks into the office. She takes a seedy seat, and he's like immediately like fuck off. <laughs> this is shit. What you've designed is shit. Yeah. This is basically what. Yeah. His whole role complains is about movie. the color of it or whatever. And then and then I Sharon said dark Stone red. Up. This is dark red. Dark red. And then Sharon Stone shows up and goes like, hey, uh, how about you shut the fuck up and let her make the thing? He's like, okay. Okay, okay. you got till tomorrow night. At midnight. She's like, oh, okay, thank, okay, thank. And then she goes, homie home. Uh-huh. I think we get a scene where she, like, is try to sleep. And then. Can't. Because Loud party. neighbors. Right. And it's like you know, in her whole persona, the early part this of this movie is wow. like a bit of a recluse, a kind of like a weirdo art girl. It's Michelle Pfeiffer from Batman Returns before she becomes Catwoman. Yeah, it's really similar, but written worse. Right, way worse. Yeah, so she sticks her head out the window and like whispers, "Hey, can you turn that down?" Hey, hey, please. Hey, can you please turn that down? And then they don't. They just keep listening to fucking Hoobastank. They're just ignoring her because they can't hear her. They're listening to Hoobastank. They are actually listening I, to Hoobastank, I just want to yes. point that out. <laughs> Which, like... That's some 2004 shit right there. I don't know. If I was her, I'd go over there and shoot them. Uh, I would listening also, to Hoobastank. I would also be annoyed by Hoobastank. I identify with this character. Right. Not for long. I'm just saying. <laughs> and I think we get like a brief shot of like there's a cat down there for some reason. She's like, huh? And meows at her or whatever. Meow. Great, thanks. Lots of weird CGI shots of cats yeah. in this movie. Oh, we'll get to one that's particularly uh, Oh, we will. So she's like, yeah, she's like, oh, fuck it. Close the window, tries to go back to sleep. We got the next day. Cat's still out there. Yep, cat. But then it's like high up. Cat goes up to her window now. Yeah. Mouse. Uh huh. His little mouse mouse. And she like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And her window's open. It's open. Yeah. And so the cat like, then jumps up and she's like trying to get the cat to come down. She's like, oh, this is somebody's cat. So like, she makes the incredibly brilliant decision to climb outside of her fucking third story window and like risk her life to save a cat yeah she like crawls on a fucking air conditioner and like is like it it starts to fall yep and And then she starts to almost fucking fall off the fucking building trying to get this cat and by the way this kind of this scene kind of starts something that you notice that gets ramps up and gets worse as the movie goes on it's cutting a little too quickly 
Uh, oh, I noticed that as early as the first scene with the boss character talking yeah. about the product line. That this movie is edited as haphazardly fast as, you know, like Bohemian Rhapsody, I it's, think, is a good example. It's got worse. got a lot of attention recently. It's worse because it's accompanied by motion sickness inducing shaky cam a yep. lot of the time this movie sucks ass in such a way that it can actually hurt your head as it did justin i got i got a little bit of motion sickness and a bad headache watching this movie and then i had to immediately go and record my football podcast afterwards mm-hmm. that was not fun thankfully i drowned out the headache with way too much caffeine which made the content fun because I was ridiculous, but also I shouldn't have had to do that after watching a film. Right, that's a that's a that's a movie that fucked up if it if it hurts the audience. Right, like I can't be the only person that got motion sickness. Also, this movie. there's some parts that like I feel like if you're sensitive to seizures, there's definitely some parts in this movie that could probably trigger those. Yeah, or at least maybe. I saw like, no warning. I, there's no warning in front of this movie. There should be. It should say, you're about to watch Catwoman. Are you sure? <laughs> Before you press play. <laughs> I would have loved if we, like, when we were going to rent this from the PlayStation store. That's where we rented it on our PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. And you just you hit, go ahead to hit the proceed to checkout button, and you just get a pop-up on the screen that says, Did you make a mistake? Why? <laughs> <laughs> big box, like big old box covers the whole screen, little text. Why? <laughs> And then you just hit yes or no. <laughs> why no? Why yes? Yeah. Well, that doesn't. What happened? <laughs> An existential crisis of a decision. I know. Let's continue with the plot of Catwoman. Oh God! Really? Do we have to? She, yeah. <laughs> so she. So she, so. There's a cop at the bottom yeah, of the street. Yeah. We get to now. We this get black is pull up. your boy. I'm just kidding. I don't know who he is. Benjamin Bratt, who is most well-known as Detective Ray Curtis from season six through nine of Law and Order. Yep. Uh, he plays Detective Tom Lone, which is totally a cool real name. <laughs> it's the worst, dude. <laughs> it's like a George Lucas character name. Hi, I'm Solo. <laughs> My yeah. name's Lone. Ugh. And 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 he's named correctly because I believe in this entire city he is the only cop. <laughs> because throughout the film he is the only cop. The cops show up during one scene, like a couple. Yeah, scenes. and he shows he's not far behind because he shows up in every scene with a cop in it mm-hmm. as a cop doing his cop yeah. cop duty. Uh, he's not working homicide. He's working every aspect of cop. Yeah, goes to talk to kids. Goes to investigate murders, goes to investigate robberies, uh, saving people randomly, uh, interviews at the jail, CSI work, perhaps? Yeah, there's Detective just... work. He's literally doing everything on the force. <laughs> I, <laughs> so he immediately, in what I, I, I assume when it was shot, I guarantee you when it was shot, or whoever, the, the dumb fucks that wrote this, were like, haha, get it? It'll be funny. If he thinks she's trying to kill herself, but she's not. She's just trying to rescue a stupid cat. How funny. They're right. They're right. Suicide is a great source of comedy. They're so right. Wow. 
What genius writers? They figured it out. I did whatever you could describe as the most extreme opposite of laughter. Uh huh. Is what I did during this scene. So, yeah, I was just like, are they really doing this scene? Right. Like, are you are fucking they, are you kidding fucking me? for real? He pokes. He gets out of the car. He's like, don't do it. I'm just trying to rescue cat. I, I'm sure you are, ma'am. Don't don't kill yourself. Ha <laughs> I'm coming. And he comes upstairs, and she's fine. Rescues her, and they have kind of a, uh, I guess you could say meat cute, but whatever. Yeah. Even that is, I think, giving this movie too much credit. Yeah. And, she, and she's like, oh, shit, I'm late for work, bye, and just runs out. Mm-hmm. Drops her wallet. Drops her wallet. He picks up her wallet. Cat uh, is in the apartment, by the way. Yeah. Somehow teleports in there. Mm, is else. it a magic cat? Yep. Ooh. How uninteresting. <laughs> so she goes to work, sits in her goddamn cubicle with her, her dumb fuck friends around here. We get introduced to another friend of hers. The oh, the stereotypical gay best friend. Yeah. Which is a trope that should probably just go fuck itself in 2020. It's such I mean, an extreme. This was 15 years ago or whatever, but this, like, this good such, lord. It's such an extreme version of this trope. This is well, because so the character. cops coming in to see her yeah. to give her her wallet. And this dude dead ass fucking looks at the cop. One cop, by the way, one man and says, man, sandwich, 12 o'clock. And I and I fucking my soul sinks to my feet yeah. and tries to escape, but there is no escape for my black soul. <laughs> I too experienced a heavy moment of complete existential dread during this garbage. I wanted to die, or at least be somewhere else. <laughs> but there's a man sandwich coming. I don't. Okay, can, was it really twelve o'clock too? Like I, it was something like that. Like, but she's facing forward in her cubicle. It's more like. All right, let's all right. Let's work out the logistics of this real quick, right? Uh-huh. So she's sitting, yeah. She's sitting cubicle, right? Cubicle facing away from him, away from, from yeah. gay friend, right? Yeah. Other way, right? He's to her right. Alex Borstein's to her left, right? Surrounding so, her at so all times. To, her to, to gay best friend who, uh-huh. who says twelve o'clock. So imagine it's from his perspective. But usually, when you're calling it. Yeah. For somebody, you're facing the same direction, right? I don't know if he actually says twelve o'clock. I'm he just does say to no. He actually does say twelve o'clock. Uh, I've been all right, man. I've been prepping this fucking joke since I saw the scene. Okay. So, <laughs> all right, sure. It's her six, man. He could have been like, "Man, sandwich at your six. Do you think this dude with two brain cells knows that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would hope so. I would more like to criticize the element of this line that calls. One man, a man sandwich. Surely you need more than one man to make a man sandwich. Otherwise, it's just a man. Right. That That's a weird thing to say. <laughs> well, what, what did you want him to say? Nothing. Absolute ham Nothing. baked at 370 Nothing for 45 minutes. I would rather him not say a stereotypical gay thing written by probably not a gay person. Just trying to emulate how gay people sound to that fucking straight dude. Man sandwich over here, sailor. God fucking damn it. Yeah, I wanted to die. Ew. It was, it was gross. So anyway, after the homophobia has subsided from our film, yeah, uh, he brings her 
her wallet. And we have this, oh, adorable, great, hilarious scene where he's kind of like asking her out on a date. And Alex Borstein is like mouthing, say yes. And so's the gay dude. And they're just, you know, trying to convince her to go on a date and like, fuck this obviously hot guy. And she like, okay, sure. And then they're like, you idiot, just say yes. Oh, my God. And it's annoying. It's terrible. And anyway, then she does a bunch of work on her act. You know, they were supposed to just go back to work that In whole the, scene. <laughs> these people here have a terrible work ethic. None of them work. There's no time to do work when there's a man sandwich approaching. Oh, okay. At her six, not her 12, you fuck. <laughs> so. What if he just said, like, an extremely gruff, like, Call of Duty voice? Man sandwich at six o'clock. <laughs> Check your six, man sandwich. Commander Barry. <laughs> I'm going to rewrite this movie. Make it good. I swear. And in like Is 30 seconds before, he was like, UAV up in the air. <laughs> Still gay, though. Oh, yeah. Just doesn't, you know, sound like a gay stereotype, man. Yeah, right. You know, because you could be gay so without, how... you know. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. Tropes, man. Tropes are annoying. That's really bad back then. It was really bad. <sighs> Tropes by gay people, really bad back then. Thankfully, he's not in the movie much after this. No, it's like... But, it's like one you know, more. Well, I don't know if lives. it would have helped or hurt the movie because everything else about the movie is unpleasant and dated, too. Nothing would have helped. So she actually does some work, tries to get on her project. She you, almost gets get it this, done. You get this really strange, like, fast-forward scene happening. <sighs> Time-lapse footage. Yeah. People walking around the office real quick as she's doing work. But then, like, it looks really weird because it looks like she's working at normal pace. Well, yeah, they didn't do it well. No. Like looks, everything else in this movie. It looks terrible. So it's time for her to deliver her finished work. She wants to get a delivery guy to do it, but he's like, nah, it's too late because it's fucking midnight, you idiot person. So um, she's like, fine, I'll just go deliver it myself. She drives to like the, the secondary location or like the warehouse location. Yeah, that's what it looked like. The factory location, whatever. Goes there, and there's some guy... Talking about... Get a really dumbass CGI establishment. Uh, again, by the way. Mm-hmm, of course there is. So there's a guy. He's talking about what Buleen does. And uh, by the way, this scene is cut like shit. It actually cuts in the middle of this man's dialogue to cut back to the man talking still. There's no reason to do that unless you don't know what you're doing. Right. Which is probably the case here. So this guy's going on and on about how Buleen is actually kind of a terrible product because while it makes you uh de-age. de-age it also is underneath the mask of the product horribly altering your skin and killing you but unless you keep putting it on unless you keep putting it on it's incredibly addictive and if you try to stop using it it kills you um, how dumb, first off, that this is the crux of the plot of the film, but even dumber, uh, I believe they meant for this to be a twist, but considering we've only seen her in one scene before now, they should have saved it for later. Sharon Stone's there, 
And she's all like, mm-hmm, yes, we'll sell this anyway, revealing herself to be the true villain of the film. Uh, now, considering everything that happens later, I feel like this was supposed to be a reveal that she's the villain and not the actual boss of yeah, the company. Would have done a much better job just saving they, that for the end. They probably should have. I, you know, just a tip, just a screenwriting tip from me to you. Uh, if you have a twist villain, don't reveal them in the first ten minutes of your film. Maybe that'll help some tension yep, happen. It creates this really awkward situation where, like, you spend a good chunk of like the latter half of this movie, where where movies telling you really good. Oh yeah, he's the, the boss is the is the actual bad guy. With Catwoman of this movie. trying to go after him, right? And like you already know that it's not, so you don't care. Uh huh. It's really really awful. So anyway, she. Patience, Halliburry, overhears this, and then because she's a, a relatable klutz, knocks over something, and they're like, "What the fuck was that? Go kill her!" And they do. Yep, and they kill her by flushing her out some pipes, I guess. Well, it's it's big bad guy lair, so it's like way too high up over uh-huh. the water. Yeah, for some reason. Yeah. So she just gets flushed down into it in the water. They flush drowns. her like flushing a toilet. Yep. And uh, she just dies, I guess. She just drowns. Uh-huh. By the way, one of the villainous thugs is uh, an actor by the name of Brian Mann who played, I shit you not, Ryu in mm-hmm. the Street Fighter mil- yeah, movie. Yeah, I recognized him right away. Neat. Uh, sorry, sorry that your career has been like this, buddy. Not even the good part of Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oddly enough, Ryu is more of like a bit part in that movie. Yeah, it's despite really the strange. fact that he's like the main character. It was early in the lifespan of Street Fighter. Maybe they didn't really know that he was supposed to be the lead character, main guy. And he's always been the main guy. It was the Street Fighter one no, was I just know. Ryu and Ken. Yes, but the people making the movie didn't care because they made Guile the main character. Right. Because they, they got John Claude Van Damme, probably. Right. So they just um, clearly had no idea what they were doing. Anyway, so she gets flushed out the toilet. <laughs> yeah and uh you know she dies and then she you know uh missing scene uh and then she is on an island <laughs> by the way surrounded by cats yeah and by the way the island the part that she's on is shaped like a cat paw oh <coughs> i didn't notice that that's yep. fucking stupid there's like the nice rock catch the center rock at the bottom uh-huh. is where she's laying dead and then there's shit you not Four little circular, kind of like upper, like raised parts of rock uh, above it to make it look like a cat paw. That's fucking stupid. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. So anyway, we've had a lot of great superhero origin moments in films and comics. <laughs> Spider-Man is bitten by a radioactive spider. The Hulk is pelted with gamma rays. Uh... Batman sees a bat crashing through his window and gets the uh, inspiration to become Batman. Mm-hmm. Iron Man seen... gets fucked. <laughs> Iron Man gets blown up and has to make a suit. You know, all these great, cool scenes. You know, I, I mean, I guess I should probably talk more in a transformation sense, like bitten by a radioactive spider, pelted with cosmic rays, pelted with gamma rays. Uh, these cool little transformation scenes. We've got a lot of them through movies even before this came out. So, what do you think the Catwoman one will be? 
It's never good. What do you think it's going to be? It wasn't good in Batman Returns. Yeah, think about it. It it is very similar. There isn't one in Batman Returns, to be fair. They just, like, she dies and then she just doesn't. She gets, like, mauled by a cat. It's, 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 uh. Wakes up. Yeah, it's like, it's like ambiguous whether the cats had anything to do with it at all. But she is Catwoman, so I guess that makes sense. It doesn't. I I know. I'm just saying. (laughs) Uh, so. What's her big transformation moment, Jersey? So we get a bunch of cats. Uh-huh. A bunch of, like, regular, kind of kind of regular-ass looking cats, and then one terribly CGI-looking cat. The main one. The one from her house. Right. Crawling up on her. Uh-huh. It crawls all the way up on her. And, yep. uh, breathes on her. Burps in her mouth. Basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a great, memorable origin. You know, I hope I was that- bit by a radioactive spider. I was transformed by gamma rays. I, I cat burped in my mouth. No cat would ever do this. I know what would happen if I died in front of my cat. It would like meow at me asking for food and uh-huh. then like bop at me for a little bit and then notice that I wasn't spawning and just walk away. That's that's pretty key cat behavior. <laughs> that's fine. Um, th- there's the a reason why you hear about dogs like informing people of their dead owners and not cats. Because they don't fucking care. That's kind of what's great about them. Yeah, they just don't give a shit. <laughs> so why all these cats give a shit? Who knows? So like, yeah, because they're magic and they're selecting her as their next avatar. So just like, like the guy just goes up there and goes, huh. and then she is born as Catwoman. Uh huh. And she immediately her eyes open and she's like, what? Ooh, it's the cat. It does the cat eye thing, which yeah, that's wanna, really bad. Which just just increased my internal suffering at this moment. Uh huh. And then she wakes up. She's like, huh. oh, and it zooms in on some birds that she sees in the distance. And it does the whole thing where she's CGI. like freaking the fuck out because like, oh god, cat senses. Shut up. Yeah, cat senses. Lots of weird cat question mark powers uh, <laughs> that she gets in this movie. It's terrible. I don't know. By the way, Catwoman does not have superpowers. I'd prefer the character to stay no, that way. No, she's just a fucking thief. Yep, it's fun. The thief part is even implied to be given to her by the cat powers, which doesn't make any sense to me. Cats don't t- usually just no, like, steal she sh- If anything, she should just knock stuff off a shelf. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's not really thievery. Uh, like, I don't know. We get this bad CGI where she zooms in on some seagulls and a spider, and it's just like, uh. And then anyway, I don't know how she gets off this island because, again, missing scene. And then she's just walking in an alley. Yeah, <laughs> like where's these scenes at, man? Well, it's no reality, continuity. It, it's the alley, alley by her apartment. Yeah, but it just she, cuts to it, is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's really weird. And then she sees the balcony, and like while she's walking there, she's like hearing all the voices of things happening in the distance, and it's freaking her out. And then she just like does a big old leap onto her balcony, and it looks like shit because they do like the weird like frame motion thing because you can't actually ever jump up there. Uh huh. And that looked terrible. And then she gets up in her balcony and then, like, falls asleep. <laughs> she breaks the window, by the way. Yeah. And, and it looks fake, like a lot of things in this movie do. <sighs> so she sleeps right through her date with Man Sandwich. And, uh... <laughs> I'm just gonna call him that from now on. It's more interesting than Lone, anyway. So, is he a can of Manwich? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Uh, but she, like, goes back to her job, even though she is, I guess, not reported as dead, but, like, should be, but, like, isn't. Oh, yeah. 
don't know. They never really brought this up at all. No. Like, I mean, they address it in Batman Returns when a similar thing happens. She just shows up and then just acts like everything's fine and even gives amnesia as an excuse for why she's back at her job. Yeah. Uh, this, we don't get that. But anyway, because she didn't deliver the art in time, her boss berates her in front of everybody. And then because I guess this is a cat power, she tells her boss to fuck off. Which is a cat power. And then it, like, wears off and she's like, oh, no, I didn't mean to do that. (laughs) Is... This is just this is just terrible. So yeah, it does that, and then the entire place there. Oh, they applaud. Yeah, they applaud by the her way. and start cheering because yeah, or, you know her boss is a prick or whatever. But like, when you hear that, uh, I don't know. He's going to fire everybody in the office. Right. After I, mean, this I guess you just kind of like can't do anything you, about that. But yeah, it's got to be a you go girl moment because that's the definition of what this movie even is. But they execute that so poorly. Of course. Yeah. What's the next scene? Is it the best scene in the movie? Basketball scene? Mm-hmm. Not yet. I'm trying to even think of what happens in between this. So after this, she she cleans out her cubicle. Is walking with her friend. Right. And then she walks. They walk by a a, a, a jewel place. A, a jewel of some sort. Yeah, and she looks at it, and she's like immediately attracted like, to it. Ooh, I want the jewel. I think they walk by a dog as well. Yeah, and, and she, she like, like hisses out. at the dog because yeah, she cat. Ah, no, oh, it's fucking stupid. And then, and then dumb friends like you can't fuck that jewel. <laughs> Why are you interested in that jewel? That jewel's not a man sandwich of any sort. Can't suck that jewel's dick. And what she, are you doing? And then her friend just like. Oh, falls yeah, and then over. Alex Borstein dies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. I, I just. I'm like, what? Yeah, she just falls over, passes yeah. out. They And then, like. They resolve this all really quickly. She like they don't even show her like taking her to the hospital. She's just like calling her later from the hospital. It does the weird ass. Uh huh. Slide the swipe cut like you oh, see. Oh, it's a dude walking in front of the camera as means of a transition. Yeah, and then it, it oh, just God. then it does like the swipe cut like in Star Wars movies. Yeah. And then they're to at the her hospital. Talking to her on Which, the phone. by the way, usually when that kind of thing happens, it's more of like a whimsical moment. Mm-hmm. But th- this girl like just died. <laughs> yeah. So any tension you had about her dying is immediately extinguished because it cuts immediately via that transition to her talking and being fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. It's experimental weird. It's so terrible. Not a good experiment. Failed experiment. <laughs> Abort the experiment. <laughs> um. <laughs> Anyway, she so she just says a bunch of stuff like, you know, ah, whatever, I don't know what it is, it's fine, whatever, the doctor's hot, hey, I'm gonna fuck my doctor, hey, because that's the whole fucking character. And she's like, okay, have fun, buddy, and just leaves. And then she's like, all right, it's time for me to go see a man about a sandwich. <laughs> or maybe she goes to see the cat lady for the first time. Yes. Because she sees cat lady twice. Right. Um... I guess we'll... Yeah. I think she sees Cat Lady first. Yes. Yeah, so she goes to see Cat Lady first. This is uh, Francis Conroy, who you may recognize from American Horror Story and Six Feet Under, as uh, the knower of cat stuff, Ophelia Powers, the owner of the cat that burped in her mouth and gave her superpowers. 
and uh, <laughs> and also like I think uh, seventy other cats, just to guess. Um, what, what do you think that cat had before it burped into her mouth? Like, did you, did it have some dead rat? Did it have did it have some meow mix? Did it I was have, going darker. Did it have some Mr. Tasty Treats? So are you did, implying that... Did it, did it that, have some temptation? Are you implying that cat food burp makes you Catwoman, not the mystical cat? Yeah, 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 yeah. I had to eat, so like, uh, maybe can't tuna? Maybe... Tuna maybe, gives you maybe, superpowers. Maybe Ophelia when Powers gave her, like, gave her a big can of tuna, was like, Ooh, you go do a cat treat, and he's like, ooh, eat. And then <laughs> later on, yeah. like, he's like, he ate way too much tuna, he's ready to regurgitate it. And then, mm. like, does the pre-puke burp in her mouth, and that makes her Catwoman. That what happened? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so we see Cat Lady, and she's all like, yeah, that's my cat, thank you. Like, she brings the cat back to her. Yeah. Because it's missing cat or whatever. Um, Ophelia Powers is a bad name, too. <laughs> bad, bad character names in this. I didn't know what the fuck they were doing. <laughs> Clearly. I didn't give a Main shit. Main character's name is Patience, for fuck's sake. Anyway, so she gives her back the cat, and then she's all like, you know, ooh, well, there's some kind of blah, blah, blah. It's like, starts to tell her the origin kind of bullshit. And she's like, no, nah, I don't want to know. Everything's fine. Fuck off, weird cat lady. And it just leaves. And she's like, well, if you ever need to know anything, you come see me, okay? Then I think this is when she goes to see Man Sandwich. Yes, it is. Uh, who she... I don't know how she finds him. I think she does. She, I, I don't know. Call someone at his work to find out where he is. Yeah. He's at a fucking school and she comes to see him while he's in the middle of talking to some kids. And some all the kind kids are is his gun. Yeah. Like I shoot your gun. He's like, no, what the fuck? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, they know they know what's up. They're like a cab. They want the gun so they could shoot the cop. This is key. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, this scene is uh, this scene about to happen is fucking legendary. Yeah. And if you're if you're an aspiring filmmaker, I believe you should watch this scene to know what you should never do in it's, your career. This movie as a whole, really. But this, this, yeah. this scene kind of like personifies everything that's wrong with this movie. Crazy. In like one scene. Crazy editing. Weird thing happening in a weird location that it shouldn't be happening in. Horny as fuck. Horny as fuck. Bad acting. Dead ass. Annoying. Yeah, so they All of it melts together in this So the scene. kids are like, you two should play one-on-one basketball. Uh-huh. And, he, and then, then, then Manwich is like... <laughs> I love that we're calling him that now. Why? She's like, let's do it. Let's play basketball. I haven't played since I was a kid, but okay. And then, of course, she has Catwoman powers while playing basketball. She, like, jumps off the wall? Yeah, slam dunks and shit. She has this scene where, like, Halle Berry's going, like, and, like, passing the ball back and forth between her own hands really fast in fast motion. By the way, they're playing, uh, they're playing, uh, what the fuck is the song? I forget. God damn it. I knew it. Hang on, I'll figure it out. I this is important. The, I forget the song. I'll I'll keep describing the scene. You can keep it's looking. It's scandalous. That's it. Yeah. Which like okay, let me break it down. We are in a 
fucking playground with like 900 kids in it. Yeah. Okay? There's like way too At least many it, kids. There's way it. too many kids. They're surrounding the basketball court. And they're all watching this happen <laughs> mm-hmm. while applauding and hooting and hollering. And all this scene is, is they're playing basketball, but really it's more like they're kind of like flirting and outright horny to each other. There's even a shot where she shakes her ass at him and he goes like, woo, and he like lifts his shirt even. It's it's aggressively horny. Yeah, I was this whole for, scene. I was waiting for like the the Pornhub community jingle to start playing before this <laughs> scene started. I was waiting for the fucking like the scrolling letters at the top that says this video was posted to xvideos.com. <laughs> yeah, this movie could just have that peppered throughout it, and I wouldn't think any lesser of it. Uh, <laughs> but. So, so you have that aspect of the scene. Can that work as a scene? No. Maybe. But why the fuck are there children present? Why? Why have this combination? And the kids are like weirdly into it. They're like, yeah, yeah, they're playing basketball. Yeah, they're horny as shit. Yay! <laughs> and she like, what? She she dunks the fuck out of the ball and then just like lands on and top. And lands of him. on top of him in a suggestive manner. And, like, this scene is insane. It's really similar to a scene from uh, Daredevil, by the way. Yeah. Where they have a similar meet-cute where they, like, I don't know, fight on a playground. Yeah. But at least that is not necessarily, like, involving children to this level. Yeah. This is like they're hanging out with children. Yeah. While about to fuck. And it's creepy as fuck this and is, embarrassing that they thought this was a good idea. This is the point in the film where I'm frantically searching for a bullet to eat. <laughs> <laughs> and it never comes. Which see, is just, I just made fun of this movie for making a suicide joke, but see, you made one and it made me laugh. So maybe you're a better writer than the writer's <laughs> hey, But this is also when uh, the headaches started, so that's probably what I wanted to eat. I, that doesn't surprise me. The way this, The way this scene was edited and it was like, flipping around like 360 degrees and then do a quick cut and I was getting yeah. legitimate motion sickness during this scene and I was getting really uncomfortable. The music choice also pushes the aggressive horniness because it's scandalous. Right. A one night stand just ain't enough. God. <laughs> There's you. children. Thank you for that, that beautiful rendition. I appreciate it. I can't fucking sing unless I'm Billy Corgan. Thank you. <laughs> Um, Sing Scandalous as Billy Cork. No thanks. Come on, man. Uh, I don't even know what the rest of like the lyrics are. I don't know Scandalous enough to do it. Do it. Do it. In, in again, jump tradition, I drop my vape. Mm. So sing Scandalous real quick. Uh, what the fuck are the lyrics to Scandalous? <laughs> okay, time's up. You don't have to do it anymore. Uh, You're funny. saved. Uh, I'll sing something else as Billy Corgan in another episode, I'm sure. It's just so, bound to happen again. So this is when everything really starts to get hazy. So this is like the end of their date, right? Wow, you don't her, remember the plot of Catwoman, Justin? Does what he the ask fuck? her to dinner or something or whatever? They make like future plans yeah. or whatever. And then after Ooh, that... important plot point. She gives him a cup, coffee cup, that says sorry on it. Right. In her handwriting. Wow, what an important plot point. Really matters for later. Jesus, I don't I even swear. understand why. So... <laughs> That night is when she does the first Catwoman thing. Because she's walking by the place. She's I on think her way so. Home. She's she on goes, her way home. She goes to rob place. Right, she's on her way home. She jewels. sees somebody robbing the tool place. Uh-huh. And she's like, 
That's a good idea. So she puts on like a proto Catwoman outfit that yeah. is less revealing. Right. It's closer to something, I guess, like the. I want to say like the Anne Hathaway costume, yeah. but it's still got like the the headpiece kind of that Halle Berry has. It's not the headpiece, but it's like close. Yeah, she like stole it like while she was in there. Yeah, so I guess she's here to steal shit, but then there's already people here to steal shit with shotguns, Robin yeah. Place. So she like half stops them, half also steals shit. Uh, great scene, by the way, where she's like on top of like a fucking ledge and they see her and then they shoot shotguns at her for like two minutes straight she hasn't been there <laughs> as if she's still there and then it cuts and you see smoke clouds poofing where they're shooting but she's not there but they just keep shooting at it's it it's also and then she's of course like near them and attacking them also and on the wood underneath the balcony uh huh she wasn't there Nope. At no point was she where those bullets would have hit. No. No, they just they just keep shooting. And then we get, you know. She beats him up. Yeah. Bad fight scenes, bad choreography. It looks you know, terrible. Works. Can't make out what the fuck's going on because it's cutting so very quick. Very fast cuts. Very haphazard. Yeah. And then she steals the thing. And I'm sure she says some dumb quip. I don't remember. I for, she, she, she had purrs or something. I'm a cat. Meow. Yeah, whatever. So then she wakes up in her apartment and all the jewels are surrounded. She says perfect. I remember that. That's what she said. Perfect. Yeah. And you're like, ooh, gross. Yeah. She's not as good as it as yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer was. Or anyone. Um, yeah. But she's always, she's been kind of going for more of an Eartha kit. Uh, uh, she had said this at some point. Uh, that she was inspired by that performance. Which is one I'm admittedly less familiar with. From 60s Batman, because she was only Catwoman in, like, the third season of that show. Yeah, and it's kind of a blind spot yeah. for me for 60s Batman. I've watched more of the uh, the first two seasons where the entirety is two-parter episodes. Third right. season, not like that. Right. Um, either way, uh, she's not doing good acting in this no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, I don't know. I think... So she wakes up in the morning, all the jewels, she's surrounded by all the jewels and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, and she doesn't remember what happened. She freaks out. She doesn't remember that she stole these jewels. And then it pops up on the news that this happened. She notices all the jewels around her. She freaks out. Mm-hmm. And so she plops. So oh, the yeah? The police are there investigating the place. And, like, she sneaks in, bag with all the jewelry, except that necklace that she was, like... Keeps the necklace, drops right. off cupcakes... And this dumb bitch writes a note. Says sorry. Says sorry. On the thing. Right? So the cops yeah. get it. And they go back to the precinct. And... Man Sandwich is looking at a computer screen along with another dude. Yeah. The handwriting analyst. Uh, he sees that. He's and looking then, at the cup that says sorry. Yeah, well, he's looking at the bag that right, says sorry. There's an important right? detail missing from this. What's the detail? Um, so, first of all, he notices he has the bag. Uh-huh. And then he looks up at the cup. Somehow, oh yeah, it's on his for whatever desk. fucking. He kept the coffee cup. At this point, at least one day has passed. Probably two. It's a memento of his horny basketball date with children. Uh, <laughs> that's a weird sentence to say, and I hope I never say it again. But like, <laughs> and he kept the coffee cup for whatever reason, and now he analyzes them with a hand a handwriting expert, and this man says. That the handwritings are from two different people. It looks the exact same. Yep. 
But he says, oh, so this S on the coffee cup has a space before the O, and that indicates that that person is lonely and seeking attention. And then this O on the bag is written very aggressively <laughs> and suggests that the person is aggressive. Or whatever. I'm like, you tell that from an O? Is this a real? Is this real? Is this happening right now? Please stop. This is not a thing. Please. No handwriting analyst is going to go, oh, this O indicates I could somehow tell what the person was feeling when they wrote this letter. Yeah, so like, so the so the two R's and the Y on the cup, uh-huh. was, was that, was that, were those This like, indicates that she was severely horny maybe, while those writing were the this. Those horny R's? Those are horny Ooh. R's. <laughs> oh, and this Y right here, that tells me that it's Catwoman. We figured it out. <laughs> He just just had to finish analyzing it. That's all he had to do instead of just giving it up, right? Anyway. Or just have eyes. This throws Man Sandwich off the scent, and he no longer suspects that Patience is the jewel thief. Uh, But Patience is now perturbed by all this cat nonsense that's been happening in her life. So it's time to do some hardcore research. Gets on the computer. And she types in the following. And this is dead ass what she types. Please. Cats. Uh huh. Period. Space. Women. (laughs) (laughs) And then she types. Uh. The cat in history. (laughs) Enter. Oh, God. Oh, I have a headache again. Somehow this is less intelligent than the the food computer from Texas Chainsaw Three. <laughs> well, that was funny. You as type fuck. in you type in F O O D enter. <laughs> this is somehow even worse. She is so stupid that she's gonna type in cats period space women. What what's the and then the and then it works by the way the Google search somehow gives her answers she needs. That she needs to research this further and go talk to Ophelia again. Like, because it shows her all kinds of pictures of cats uh, next to great world icons, female world icons, Joan of Arc. It's all the shit from the opening credits. Right, and then she sees, of course, that the same cat, that the one that that, uh, barfed in her mouth. Bast or whatever. I think named after God, something or Egyptian God. Midnight. Midnight? Midnight. Looks like Bast. Right. That's what it was. Yes. Okay. Same breed. Who fucking cares? <laughs> so she she goes back. So there, her right? her Google search works, and she goes back to Ophelia, and she's like, "Oh, hey, um, so you're Catwoman, you woman that is cat, uh, and there's always been one. It's like the Avatar, you know, when the one passes on, the other one goes takes the role of the Catwoman, right?" Something like that. Yeah. There's been many of them in history, and the cat has to select you and gift you with this power. Um, and Midnight gave you this power. And you also died. Shit. And, and yeah. Yeah, because, so, yeah. I guess we didn't establish enough that she has amnesia, and yeah. she doesn't remember that she's actually fucking dead. Uh, they established that better in Batman Returns, but, but it's more like she's lying about having amnesia yeah. in that. So, yeah, we get this stupid scene where, like, so she has an upper balcony where she's sewing her shit, right? 
of her house, Ophelia. And she, like, she's all like, I don't believe you. You're a crazy cat lady. I didn't die. And she pushes her off the ledge through this weird opening gate that she just has on her upper balcony for some reason. I guess to murder people. Yeah, specifically to push Uh, women off the balcony. (laughs) And she falls and then obviously lands on her her four feet, her feet and her arms like a cat. Right. And she's like, see, you is the cat woman. Duh! Oh, God. And she uh, throws, literally throws a shitload of pictures down onto Halle Berry and says, these are examples of cats and women's throughout the ages. By the way, quick cameo. Uh, there's a photograph of Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman that she throws down as part of that. I didn't catch it while mm. watching the movie, but I saw it later. Uh, as if to suggest, as if to have the balls to suggest that this is in the same fucking universe, by the way. Makes me want to fucking die. Thank you for having the gall to suggest that Catwoman is canon of any sort. (laughs) Sweet God. See, it's just, still, there's just another Catwoman. See, it's different Catwoman. Other Catwoman is still Catwoman. It's fine. Yep. Get it? So now it's real Catwoman time. Uh-huh. She gets the costume. She gets the the iconic fetish gear outfit that she wears for the rest of the film as Catwoman. The entire reason the film was made. And here we are. We out here. So she has two speeds while walking around in this costume. Way too fucking fast and she turns into CGI. And so slow that she's basically a model on a runway. Yeah. Going step 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 look at my tits look at my ass those are the only two speeds she has and there's multiple scenes of her just walking because of course there are gotta film her butt (laughs) this fucking movie i swear it's so she is on the hunt to find who murdered her and i think she goes to a couple places. She also uh, takes on her neighbors as Catwoman at some point. That's too. later. I'll just talk about it now. I don't care. Movie doesn't care about how time works either. She, whatever. It's the obvious scene. You've seen it before. You'll see it again. Neighbor loud music. Later there'll be a scene where they get their just desserts. She goes over there, beats all their ass. And leaves. Because haha. No shit. That might have even been before she went to go see Ophelia a second time, honestly. I don't remember. It's, it's all just it garbage. It literally anyway. doesn't matter. Yeah, so since she uh, she ends up picking up the scent that something must have happened at the factory for Buline. So she goes to that shit. Yeah. And then uh, starts researching around and finds a dead guy. Uh-huh. And then another guy who was chilling at the factory notices the dead guy. And immediately sounds the alarm. Yes. And then she has to escape. She gets out. But now, makes it look like, oh, a cat woman who's already been circulating news because of the jewel robbery. And she was described by the thieves. Uh-huh. Oh, look, the cat woman killed a guy. Mm-hmm. And, and now, Manwich on the case. On the case case. <laughs> he's on the case before because he's like the only cop that functions there. He's the but, only cop in the city. Right, but now he's yeah. on the case case. He's uh-huh. like on the case. He also goes to a club to investigate something, or is that attached to this part? 
I just wanted to shout out the really terrible scene where she goes up to the bar and asks for a uh, a white Russian, a white Russian without the without the Russian part, uh, and it's that's just milk. Just, just, or cream. It's just cream, yeah. She just drinks that straight up. No alcohol, just drinks the cream and goes like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Get it, <laughs> Like, Kat? that's going to be good. Get it? Why don't, she, of, why don't she lap it up like a fucking idiot? Uh-huh. One of many scenes in this movie where she eats a cat thing. Get it? Eats bunch of tuna. Like, this is a Neil Breen film. Uh, <laughs> drinks the fucking cream. Uh, and even later eats like 18 pieces of sushi really fast in front of her trying to be boyfriend. And he's like, all right, <laughs> that's weird. You like sushi. You want to fuck? He's so dumb. want to fuck in a basketball court with some kids watching? And she's like, what? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> she is searching for answers. And that is a lot of this movie. Answers we already know. She goes to confront Sharon Stone. Yeah. Who's like, ah, it's my husband. He's a fucker. And she's like, oh, that makes sense. Duh. I did hate that guy when I worked for him and he fired me. Probably should have been on his case sooner, to be honest. Uh, But, of course, Sharon Stone is lying. Mm Mm-hmm. She's like, keep this phone, I'll call you when I find something. Ha ha. So she can plot against her husband. Yep, so she goes to uh, interrogate the Merovingian while he's uh, watching an opera. This fucking scene <laughs> looks a lot like the, do you ever hear the tragedy of Doth Plagueis the Wise? <laughs> like he's in yes, a, it is. Like he's in an upper opera booth with a girl and just watching this Cirque du Soleil-ass performance and just looks like a fucking evil man. <laughs> Did this come out before Revenge of the Sith, actually? Revenge yeah. of the Sith was 2005. Wow. Weird. It was just the, the decade of evil people watching an opera thing. That's a trope. Is it? Yeah. I think so. It is. So, yeah. So, he's after he uh, womanizes this new model. That's who he's hanging out with. Yeah, fucking... he's just like, I'd prefer you not to think LMAO. Haha. Anyway, Catwoman just shows up and then beats his ass scratches, scratches his, his face. face yeah the works threatens him and he's like i don't know what's going on and then, and then of course you're in the theater the cops show up dummy yeah and then she i'd is, like to point out that even though the cops storm the audience holding guns they're still performing the performance is still going and the audience on. is still stop. cheering audience still cheering doesn't notice cops holding shotguns they kick the doors gear. open Anyway, they kicked the doors open. So she just like jumps away when a cop bursts in. I believe it's Man Sandwich. Yeah. And uh, she jumps into the performance and even like swats at something. And the audience claps and thinks it's part of the show. And she goes up into the rafters. And then Man Sandwich is there anyway. And uh, they fucking fight flirt. Well, she flirts. He don't. Because he's all like, I'm, 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 with, I'm with patience. I don't want to be with you, Catwoman. Because, you know, we're in a superhero universe where you can't tell who someone is. Even though they have exposed skin. So, it's clearly there'd be some way to identify who Catwoman is. What do you think? <laughs> it's not even just the, the little bit of Batman's face that you see. It's like her whole fucking body is just exposed. <laughs> so, this man, who has probably fucked her... 
doesn't recognize her Not body yet. and face. Hasn't fucked yet. Oh, well, they've probably done something. He should know, at least, is my point. But anyway, they just have a typical scene where Catwoman is insanely, aggressively, hornily flirting with him. And he's just like, lol, no, thought, get away from me. <laughs> and she does, she escapes. Yep. Oh, she says a dumb thing because there's a live wire and he's like, careful, we'll both be killed. And she's like, I knew there was a spark between us. And that's how this, and that's how this movie was written. Badly. Also really terrible at the end of the scene, cops trap her in a corner, but she's right by a light box, and she's like, one quick question. Which one got- of you can see in the dark? I can, and like splashes the thing. Yeah, and then it just cuts. Uh-huh. Yeah, we don't need to see the rest of that. So yeah, so she escapes, I guess. Yeah. Whatever. Um. Yeah, it's somewhat around here. Oh, no. We have the whole fucking fair scene to get through. Jesus. Yep. Now now she's on another date with Manwich. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Uh, they get on a Ferris wheel. They're playing a fucking stupid, like, ball-throwing game, and they're like... Oh, she, like, hits somebody with one of the balls, and it's this, like, really weird, awkward moment where he's like, hey, and then just, like, points at her, like, don't do that again. <laughs> like... But anyway, yeah, then they get on the Ferris wheel, and they're just talking about, like, you know, I love you, Manwich. I love you crazy basketball lady and uh <laughs> and then the fucking ferris wheel fucks up just apropos of nothing like it's a fucking final destination film right and uh <laughs> and it starts to break and he's like hold yeah. on i'm gonna figure this out and the dude just climbs down madman uh-huh. madman yeah well because there's you know people going to die and then like a secondary malfunction occurs because the kids, there's a kid, they're alone, not with a parent on the Ferris wheel, uh, whose uh, security latch just unlatches yeah, out of nowhere, and out. he's like, Bleh! and his mom's like, Timmy, no! And then, and then Patience climbs down, grabs the kid. In first person, I might add. And, like, it looks terrible. They just cut to first person, like view of her like slinking through the fucking ferris wheel bars must have been mad to look at from the from the ground there's a crowd who had to have seen her skitter about like a cat on this ferris wheel whatever she saves timmy and uh whatever then they're like you know hey we should go out to celebrate and they go out to dinner. Uh, us being heroes, I guess. Yeah, so they go out to dinner, and then you have the awkward scene where she's a bunch of sushi. <sighs> but then, you know, they're all like, yay, I love you. And then they go to her house, and they do the fuck. Um, it's at this point, when he wakes up, that he finds one of her Catwoman nails on the floor. And he like, uh-oh takes it leaves he also takes a glass with her fingerprint on it and leaves and then at the station he finds out 99.9 percent match wow could figure that out from the fucking hand right wow (laughs) so meanwhile patience wakes up she just can even though this happens uh well i guess she doesn't know that he's like investigating her he just leaves a note, like, you know, sorry, I had to leave. She goes back to... 
Oh, that's right. There's a call. Sharon Stone calls her. Right. I don't know how this phone works, by the way, because it's like a video thing, and it's like a fucking 2004... Like Nokia. Fucking Nokia phone, and has like a very clear video on it, and uh, it's also from a distance. It's not like a clip of Sharon Stone holding the phone and talking to her. See no FaceTime. It's, it's like fucking just a shot from a distance of her looking like someone else was holding the phone. Yeah, she's like, very hey, strange. Hey, I got I got the dirt on my husband. Come get it. I have the evidence. And she's okay, and she goes to her house. She's chilling. Mm-hmm. Catwoman walks in. It's important to note that earlier there was a scene where her husband was bitching at her and slapped her, and the slap hurt him cuz he hit her face and it was like hard. What does that mean? Well, I guess we'll find out later. Well, she says it, dude. She says it right there. Does she say it? Yeah. The bulin, the bio, the bulin, the bulin has great properties or whatever. Yeah. She's also able to like crush a glass and not be injured or something like that. Right. Well, fucking okay. It's terrible, but yeah. anyway, <laughs> she she arrives. She arrives at the house. Good old Stony Stone goes like. Hey, the evidence is back there. Go get it. And she walks in, and it's uh, her dead husband. Merovingian dead. Oh, no. On the ground, covered in scratches. Oh, no. And she and then and then Stone walks up. She's like, yeah, I had trouble emulating the scratches, but I got it. And like, oh, supposed to be a big villain twist, but it's not because we knew already. We knew she bad guy. They right. treat it like we didn't know she was the bad guy. Why? What a terrible villain, by the way. She's so uninteresting. If we were ranking villains... Which I don't think we've really tried to yet. No. But, like, down the line, maybe we will. Bottom. Gonna be bottom? bottom? Nobody even close. Nobody even close. Guarantee you that. Sharon Stone from Catwoman. Gotta be at the bottom of that list. And that list is probably gonna include the Jared Leto Joker, so... Uh, but, yeah. Have fun so, with that. Yeah, so she has to run away as the cops are showing up. Yeah, because now they think she's murderer. Yeah, and, well, they already kind of figured it before. Now, now they're like, oh yeah, she definitely murdered murdered another guy. Is what the news is saying. Uh huh. Second murder, and then she goes to go back to her apartment after that whole ordeal. After she nearly escapes, man, which is sitting there like, I know. Time I to figured out you. it was you. Yeah, time to arrest you. So he arrests her, puts her in a cell. Well, they 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 talk in the interrogation room first because once again, man, which just I'm does trying everything. to tell you. The look, the truth of the matter is. A cat burped into my mouth, and now I have super cat powers. <laughs> Officer, why don't you believe me? He he tries and she tries and fails to convince him uh, that uh, the real culprit is Sharon Stone. He locks her up and is like, "I'm sorry. We'll see what's going on," because he is suspicious now because yeah. he wants to believe in her because it's his GF. Yeah. Uh, so she is trapped in jail. No way to get out of here. <coughs> Besides literally just slipping through the fucking bars. How stupid is this shit? It's the worst. You could tell they didn't really have a solution when they were writing the script, so they just said, ah, fuck it. Cats can get through tight places because cat. I would have way Cat more- woman can do same. I would have way more believed if, like, she just sent the cat out to go get the keys and it got him. That would have been fine, I yeah. guess. I mean, like, yeah, whatever. It wouldn't have been great, but it's better than this. Yeah. So she sees that the cat can come through the bars 
and see her and she's like oh okay and then she's able to just like i guess morph her body and like squeak her titties and ass past the park <laughs> and uh and then she she uh, is able to sneak past the cops in the entire precinct those are useless like she's fucking Ethan Mars. <laughs> now we just keeping see. police custody. Now we're hitting the climax here. Now, now we there's got a it. weird shot where she just teleports. Basically, yeah. uh, do you remember that? Uh-huh. While she escapes. Yeah. How weird. She's like this is on one, one wall, and the cops are coming by. She disappears at the other wall. It makes no sense. Yeah. So then she somehow gets her costume. Yeah. Missing scene. Yep. Missing scene. Just gets it. <laughs> so then we got Manwich. <coughs> he goes to, to go. see Sharon Stone, right? Right. Yeah. And then, like, really stupidly tricks her into admitting to her crimes. It doesn't make any sense. It's really bad. It didn't even sound like she actually admitted anything, but he's like, oh, ooh, ooh, I figured it out. It's you, because you just said so. And she's like, I'm going to fucking murder you. And yeah. pulls out a gun and shoots him. Uh-huh. And then she's about to deliver the kid. He no reacts bro. getting shot. And is yeah. just like, you sure you want to kill a cop? She did just shoot him, but what? I, but anyway, uh, <laughs> but then you know, Calvin shows up, whips the fucking pistol, and then big you know, fight scene time. Fights the guards too. Yeah. Um, kills Ryu from Street Fighter. Yeah. Uh, I think like she's not supposed to be a murderer, but it totally looks like he dies. No, apparently he just gets knocked out because he confesses to the he shit. He looks that fucking later. dead. But anyway, his uh, head landed weird and everything. Yeah, so now we have fight scene. I can't tell what's going on. It looks like shit. But basically, it's your classic superhero fight scene. Uh, fucking Sharon Stone is empowered by the cursed Olay and <laughs> is fucking, like, has unbreakable skin, like, fucking absorbing man or some shit. Or, like, fucking Bruce Willis from Unbreakable, I yeah. guess would make more sense. Right. And uh, can't be hurt by any hit from Halle Berry. And uh, Sharon Stone gets the upper hand after beating the shit out of Halle Berry with a pipe and stabbing her in the leg. But then, out of nowhere, for no reason, this happens. Sharon Stone says, looks like it's game over for you. And prepares to hit her with a last blow. And then Halle Berry says, Nah, it's overtime. And then just decides not to be falling off a building and just like boosts back and is fine somehow. I don't get it. It just happens. And then just beats the shit out of her. And then knocks her out the window. Knocks her out the window. But she like grabs onto a ledge and she's like, give me your hand, I'll save you. And then it doesn't work and she falls to her death. And flips a bunch like there's ragdoll physics on this shit, by the way. It's fucking hilarious. It's really funny. And then she just fucking falls and crashes and the man and dies. shows up and just goes like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it, uh, well, it looks like Catwoman just killed her, right? Yeah. But he's like, oh, okay. And she's like, I'm, I'm no murderer. He's like, oh, okay. All the evidence points. He's like, yeah. And he's like, you know, if if uh, if uh, if in the morning we found patients in her cell, it'd be awfully hard to prove that she's Catwoman and a murderer. 
And she's like, I see what you're getting at. So it's it's assumed that she does that. Even though, like, are you telling me that in the probably span of multiple hours that she went and did all this stuff that nobody noticed she was gone from uh-huh. her cell? Well, yeah, because Man Mean wasn't there. Oh, right, because he's the only cop. Right. Oh, I understand how this movie works now. Yeah. So, <laughs> so then we get, after this, we get some resolution scenes to side plots you didn't give a shit about. Remember right? her friend? She's fucking the doctor now. We really needed to know that. It was important for the mm-hmm. film. Important for the plot. We get... Monologue, I don't remember. Followed with, well, during monologue, we have her leaving note for Man Meat. I can't be with you because you're good and I'm, like, bad, but, like, also good. But, like, I can't compromise my principles and stop stealing stuff because I am Catwoman. And freedom is power and blah, 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 blah. And then you get a shot of her, like, on about, like, walking up. The same shit that's been happening the whole movie. (laughs) Slow-ass model walk, shaking, wiggling her ass. She turns into CGI at one point in this slow walk, by the way. Yeah. We get a CGI ass wiggle. Interesting. (laughs) And she walks off into the moon. Get it? And then, then thank God this piece of shit's over, and, um... It's over. I survived. Barely. Yeah. With a massive headache. Um, what a film. Just just an a, a, a immediate need to go somewhere else. I'm glad I had somewhere else to be after this film was over. I didn't. I just talked about it and looked up, about, up stuff about it for a little I bit. I got to spend three hours talking about a good thing that happened. The Supreme Bowl? Right. Cool, cool. Instead of Catwoman. Fuck off. So let's go over some post-mortem factoids. The film was planned for release in IMAX, as seen in early posters, featuring the tagline, Catch her in IMAX, but the IMAX release was canceled due to visual effects delays. I wonder why there was visual effects delays. Could it be that there was a lot of them, and it was haphazardly rushed into production? Hmm. So anyway, the time has come. Time for Catwoman to open in the box office. Can you predict at what place it opened on its opening weekend? Last. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's its opening weekend. Oh, okay. Where in the top ten? I figured it just wouldn't even. No, it's third. Yeah. Okay, think? if you come out and you op- and you're a big tentpole movie and you don't come out first, even though it's your first weekend, you fucked up. This opened third behind iRobot and The Born Supremacy, just to give you a fun timeline tidbit there. Oh, Jesus. Over its entire run, it grossed $82.1 million. However, that is well below its $100 million budget. They spent $100 million on this. That's embarrassing. Ugh. That could have gone to do such great things. Give it to me. <laughs> That's not really what I had in mind, but... I'd make a better Catwoman. Even then, that would have been better. The film was destroyed by critics. Uh, Halle Berry received the brunt of the criticism because just a couple years before this, she had won a fucking Oscar for Monster's Ball. Right. Best actress. And now she's in this. Uh, 
Bill Mueller of the Arizona Republic even suggested she should give back her Oscar <laughs> in his review of Catwoman. Uh, by the way, Rotten Tomatoes has uh, the lowest score yet for a Batman film for this movie. Batman-related film, whatever you want to say, with a 9%. So this made me wonder... Who gave it a fresh? Not only that, but is this the lowest Rotten Tomatoes score for a movie me and you have watched for this show? I think and I yes, did a bit right? of research. No, there's one that got a worse score, and that is Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers with a 6%. The single-digit club. Single-digit club, baby! It's only these two. This is significantly worse than that movie. I would fucking say so. But, it, again, the percentages might be a little off. A lot of people saw and reviewed Catwoman, to be fair. So, probably more people thought it was bad than thought Halloween 6 was bad. I think that had less reviews overall. Yeah, I it is surprised. older as well. Right. So that can skew the results. But I found it interesting anyway. The film... Won four Razzie Awards. The opposite of the Oscars, if you don't know. Uh, worst Director, Worst Screenplay, Worst Actress, and Worst Picture. Deserving of all. Uh, Halle Berry showed up to the ceremony to accept her Razzie in person. Uh, you can watch the whole thing on YouTube. I did today. It's really quite incredible. <laughs> because she goes in. She... Uh, thanks Warner Brothers for putting her in a piece of shit movie. She says that. Uh, she says that she could not understand what Pitoff was saying because he's French. So there was probably a lot of mixed messages in his direction. Probably explains a lot. Uh, oh, she God. also said she wanted to thank the 20 writers of this movie. <laughs> you know, I always, like, usually shout out who is credited for the screenplay of a film, but in Hollywood it is uh, fairly commonplace to have several, several handfuls of people that do touch-ups and do things, uh, adding things to the scripts, changing things. So that was kind of funny that she said that. She brought out Alex Borstein for a second. And uh, they kind of did like a, a little bit of a bit. Uh, she was like, at least I met my friend Alex Borstein. Uh, so that was fun. Now now get out of here. <laughs> and like, there's such, it's actually quite funny. Um, and she brings her Oscar with her, by the way. So she's holding the Oscar and the Razzie at the same time. Hell yeah. While doing the speech. And uh, she says that she'll take the criticism and uh, says that she'll hopefully never see these fucking people again, referring to the Razzie people, which, uh, I, as far as I know, she hasn't. Nope. Um, now, granted, uh, she also said something like along the lines of, like, yeah, thank you for Warner Brothers putting me in this piece of shit movie. It was exactly what my career needed. <laughs> and, uh, you know, her career has kind of, like, not been as on fire as it was when she was in this movie yeah. since then. But a lot of that is the unfortunate realism of being a, uh older actress in Hollywood as well. Yep. Her period of being conventionally hot is over now. So now she's not in movie anymore because Hollywood is a fucking evil cesspit. I don't know if you knew that. What? <laughs> 
But I don't know. I, I don't. I don't blame Halle Berry one bit. Nope. I, I. I'm sure she jumped at the opportunity to be an iconic character like Catwoman. I mean, I can at least partially blame her for the bad outfit. I'm sure she let herself get convinced into that one though. Um, <coughs> I, I'm gonna mainly blame Warner Brothers for forcing this square peg into the round hole that was the release date they needed to fill. It's almost like it was the same problem that Batman and Robin had. Yep. They rushed it into production to come out real fucking fast. Hooray! Garbage. Movie. <laughs> I would like to bid farewell to this piece of trash. We will never talk about it again except when we do. Right. Now, I posed a question to you last week. Yeah. Is this the worst movie we've watched for Gen and Joe? Yes. You think so? Yeah. It's worse than Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning. Because, yes. Be, reason being, now your, your reason might be different from mine, maybe why you can put Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning underneath it. I think I at least laughed um, at Catwoman. This is the only movie that caused me physical pain. <laughs> I mean, I can't argue with your reasoning. Like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning, I just like, I don't know, it was bad and I couldn't see. So... <laughs> No, you're thinking of Alien vs. Predator 2. They both had the same problem. These, these three are the bottom three, no matter what order you put them in, right? Can we agree upon that? Yeah. Well, okay. Like, so, AVP Requiem, you can't see. Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning, somebody like took a shit on the film reel. Yeah. And Oh, yeah, the brown film. Yeah, right. right. And then this movie caused me real physical pain. So, which one's worse for me? The one that caused me real physical pain. I did not experience it, but it is... It is really bad in every single way. I think I might give you that point. I think I might. It's a legendary bad movie. Uh, I mean, you're not expecting a whole lot out of Texas Chainsaw no. Massacre at the beginning anyway. No redeemable qualities. <sighs> not any, any, none. But I'm sure we'll no. argue that further later, 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 <laughs> later. Whenever we do our 100th episode extravaganza where we rank everything we've ever watched. That would be so much Which fun. I think would be fun and hilarious. But for the time being, next week, we are audibling ahead. to Harley Quinn, or the good old Harley Quinn starring movie of Birds of Prey and the fabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Something like that. Right? They get it right. Just call it Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey, except Harley Quinn's in it. Right. <laughs> um, we're going to watch that next week, and then we'll go back to the actual order. With Batman Begins the following week. I can't wait. Uh, we're just doing that. Can't wait. Uh, let's see Birds of Prey while it's in theaters. And it's fresh on everybody's discussion points. We'll talk about that next Friday. Until then, uh, I'm going to go um, not watch Catwoman ever again. And that's all I know about my future. That's all I know. Man Sandwich, 12 o'clock. Ooh.